Welcome to E-Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, E-Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 280. Today we'll be talking about Super Bowl 57, TV including Gunther's Millions, Bill Russell, Legend, and Impractical Jokers. Movies including Knock at the Cabin, The Layer, Plane, and M3 GAN, <laughs> and the Nez Oscar Watch video games, including Hogwarts Legacy, and as always, the week in sports, the week in Star Wars, the week in Funko and collecting, weekly Star Wars moment, and our weekly random movie and song recommendations. Before I go any further, it's the Nez! Oh, fuck the Kansas City Chiefs, but... Not the, t- not we the team. A, we have a we have a listener. You said. not the not the team. The <laughs> team. You guys. You guys did what you did. You won the game. Good for you. The organization and the fucking fans. Not all of you. Because well, we didn't have hear a listener. The, we have a listener. I, I don't care. You, that fucking <laughs> racist ass chant that they do. Yeah, uh, the that's pretty dumb, whack. The dumb fucks with them. the. With the red face and oh, the yeah. headdresses and all that Awful. shit, fuck can't all you. Yep. fuck all of you that do that. Get behind it, but well, yeah, can I, you get behind. Uh, it sounds like uh, you like Travis Kelsey and his wrestler personality. He's also uh, he's got the whole uh, KC Kingdom chanting. Uh, you got to fight for your right to party. Is uh, what was it that last game when he was? I can't remember what he said. Something about you jabronis. Yep. <laughs> that was a little funny. He, he let he he let uh, an S bomb get by yep. when they were talking they him. But they were they, ready this time too. I didn't know if you saw. They kept cutting. Yeah, they, kept they cutting the sound. They they cut away from from all that, but. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes was just like, well, fuck it, man. He's, he's just gonna say what he's gonna say, man. Good for him yep. though. Especially yeah. him. I mean, he's a good player. He's he's a big dude. Oh yeah, best in the game. Best and it's like they it's like they never seen him play before, because they were right. just letting him just run over him and get by. And I'm like, did you guys not watch this guy all season? He was destroying everybody and just getting getting his yards in. And they were just like watching him go by. I was like, oh my god, you guys right. don't want to win this game. Right. And the biggest thing was um, the field. Everybody yeah. was slipping. Right. I don't know what what that what was wrong with that turf. Even when there was wasn't even a play, they were like kind of just jogging off the field, and a couple guys slipped. I'm like, man, yeah. what's, what's going on with this field? So hopefully yeah, they I guess tear it apart. Paint or something? I don't know. That's I don't know. It was it was where there was the the turf, and they were still slipping. Right. Man, it it was bad. It was, it was it wasn't like just one or two guys slipping. It was like everybody, every other second, somebody was slipping for whatever reason. So, but it was a good game. Kept you on the edge of your seat. Oh, yeah. Hit, I couldn't ask for more. 
Good match. Yeah, so it wasn't like it was boring. It wasn't a blowout. It went all the way to the end. So yeah, scoring, scoring. From, from beginning to end. So that that made yeah. it a good game. Good game. Good game. Rihanna, I couldn't tell you one song that she sang, but I knew <laughs> all of them. I yeah. heard all those songs. So well, uh, for me, the funniest part, like I sent you, was the fact that she flat out used. She she's featured on those songs, but they're like Kanye West and Jay Z songs. Run this town, Jay Z. Kanye West is on that song, and then All of the Lights. That is a Kanye song that she does the chorus for. But she did it. I sent you that uh, so that tweet that somebody's picture, <laughs> Kanye watching from home, and he looked tall, beat up, drunk. <laughs> that was that guy from that was that guy from <laughs> Belly, right. <laughs> so I I was I was like okay because Renee goes name one song I said I couldn't name one but I knew every song because pretty much every song she was singing you, up you there was a hit it, it was right. a hit so it was like right. if you don't if you don't listen to those radio stations or whatever so plus she'd been on Saturday Night Live a bunch of times she she does act I did like um, Battleship I know a lot of people didn't care for it saying it was a rip off Transformers I didn't I didn't mind it. <laughs> thought it was good yeah. um but sheriff performance was good clearly lip syncing um, sadly sadly yeah i hate when you can tell <laughs> it was all too clear and even the times yeah. when she wasn't singing and the songs were still going i was like oh yeah. come on but she was pregnant though did you see oh was she i couldn't pay attention yeah. i just didn't want yeah, her to she fall was pregnant and uh she was also going for some quite Risque moves that I was wondering if that was going to get any talk because she kept. Of course it is. Slapping <laughs> privates and. That's all right. Backside and rubbing all over. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Everyone's going to be flipping out over one way or nonsense. <laughs> uh, I was like, I, I, at first I was like, is she just standing up there freely? But no, you can clearly see she had hooked, a tether behind yep. behind her. Which so is like, still okay, like, good. which is still like, you can imagine that, you know, you get a little vertigo probably doing something like that. Like it was clearly she has no problem with heights. No, she, <laughs> she didn't move much when she, when every time it went up, because right. I'm sure but that still, tether, like, that yeah. tether maybe can just go in a circle, but she just kind of faced towards the TV the whole time. And I'll give it to all those dancers that were all in those other ones, especially yeah. those four that were like super high. Right. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool. I mean, I liked what I I was like, Rihanna, okay, whatever. But uh I was glad that I knew all the songs. So I was like, All right, right cool. And everybody everyone that was like I don't know how many dancers were on the platforms that were all on the field, on the field, on the stage. Yeah. There was hell of them. And I'll, I'll oh, give it to you. If you if you're a dancer and you do that professionally or are you just training to do it? I mean, that that's a lot of work. The choreography, that's that's no joke, man. It's not like something you can just learn overnight and then get up there and do it the next night. So right. I mean, these these are all professionals. So my hat goes off to them because it, it was an awesome show. It was just mainly people up there in white and Rihanna was in red. That didn't bother me. So I did notice uh, the cutaways every time they unhooked her. Like they would right. show right. the fireworks or the outside yep. of the stadium. Then we we see her again, and she's exactly what I was dancing. thinking. So, yep. but that was cool. I was glad. At first, I was thinking I was when I was watching her sing. I was like, 
Well, maybe she just reaches behind her and unhooks it and then just keeps going. But now that they cut away. So obviously either she turned around and did it or somebody ran up there and did it. But right. it was cool. I uh, give it to the cameraman as well. Yeah. yeah. They were all in white running around with the cameras. One of them came <laughs> out a little too early. Because he was like right in the middle of a dance number. He came running up. Yeah. And then, then, he, then he stepped back. But other than the, the halftime performance, I thought that was really cool. Um, but the game, the game was was the game. And it was it yeah. was an awesome game. High scoring. It was, yeah. wasn't boring. It, it kept yeah. your attention the whole time, all the way to the end. So I hate I mean, it when it's like 10 to 14. <laughs> Yeah, there's been boring Super Bowls. I mean, now the sure. main one I can think of was the last time the Raiders went and they just kicked ass all season. Then they got to the Super Bowl and just, eh, we don't want it. And just. When Joel's. Uh, the Bucks. Joel's Buccaneers. Yeah, they just gave it up. Like, eh, we don't want it. We'll just, we'll just let them score all over us. So. That one was funny because whatever that was, 2002, 2003, um, Joel was so hyped for his team and so happy. He. He was like wasted by halftime. <laughs> so good thing they they had they were you know winning and cruising because yeah he was gone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a good game, man. Uh, I know there was um, a lot of stuff going on down there before the game. Everybody open. having a good time. The weather was what seventy degrees. I'm seventy six like, degrees. I was like, like, oh, oh man, I'd be roasting. Wow. The, the heat of the the roof was open, so I would have said, yeah. "No, nah, shut that thing and turn on the AC." But <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of stadiums, uh, that SoFi Stadium where WrestleMania is going to be, right? It does. It's closed, right? That roof doesn't open. Um, it has like a side opening as far as i know what do you mean but i think it's like retractable like it has a it can open or close as far as i know hmm, hmm. i don't know well i'm gonna be there everyone well for, yeah uh, you'll see <laughs> for wrestlemania yeah i don't know if i'm gonna go the whole weekend i might just go saturday because i'm pretty sure they would do the main event with um roman reigns and cody rhodes on Sunday, and the main event, which I think and I'm hoping, uh, Saturday is going to be uh, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. So I, I want I want to see that main event uh, the most. Well, Everyone you go to, hopefully you don't have to leave early like you did the one time. No, I'm staying. I'm staying. <laughs> I'm staying the weekend there. I told Mike I'm good. coming down. So good. Good. I'm, I'm have to rent a car because I'm not for where Mike lives is. I think pretty far from where the stadium is, and I don't want. I to. probably, I I think so. I think. I don't so. know how much Uber. I'm sure Uber prices. Oh, excuse me, everyone. I'm sure they'll Uber do, prices um, will be way up. They'll there. do one of those things where they it's upcharge. Yeah. It's like an event thing. Yeah, because the last time I was there, um, we got an Uber from Mike's house to um to the Man's Chinese Theater. And it was like it was like a time thing. I think it was like before seven, it was thirty dollars, and then after seven, it was like sixty or eighty or something, some crazy price like that. And we're like, hell no! So, we, so we got there early. <laughs> we didn't want to pay that up price, but right. Again, congratulations, Kansas City Chiefs. You guys are the better team. You're not the champs of the world. 
You're not the champs of the world. Fuck this world champion. You're not. You're not a world champion. Even baseball, it's just America. It's not the world competing in this thing. I always thought that. I was like, that's stupid. Why do you say world champion? Even thing with wrestling, you're the world champ. <laughs> and well, it's just it was just either Americans and Canadians going for it, or, or Japanese if if they ever have guys that do it and gals, but. Let me give you one interesting stat. Well, it's multiple interesting stats, actually. The Eagles had more first downs, more third down conversions, more plays, more drives, more passing yards, more total yards, more time of possession. In the end, they didn't get what what mattered most. They didn't get the win. (laughs) It was just bonehead plays on what was going on. Yeah. A lot of people, I don't know if you caught right there at the end, though, um, a lot of people are talking about that last pass interference call. That wasn't very much. It was a hand on the back. I know, because they were saying, Uh, they were saying if he pulled on the jersey, it would have been all right. The call would have been good. But no, when they, they played it back a few times, and you can clearly see his hand was just on his back. He didn't pull his jersey. Yeah, and they, right, right. But it, it didn't matter. They were right there anyway. Yeah, they were right there. And, like, that still with only second. They would have only gave the Eagles, like, what, 20 more seconds at the most? Like, yeah. it would have still – it would have been something, but it still would have been a lot to ask. <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of like, eh, all right. Well, at this point, I was like, man, this this game's over. Yeah. I don't know what that last play was, man. They oh, they're Eagles, running out the clock. No, yeah. Eagles. When the Eagles had it, they were. Oh, they were, yeah, he his that, his arm. He didn't have it. I was like, whoa, he didn't get it. Whoa, I was like, he didn't get enough on it. Hell no, man. I was just like, man, you should have just got sacked. And because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? I was like, throw it. And he was and just, he uh, uh, and then he like just tossed it. It, it barely, it didn't even reach. It didn't reach. Far. <laughs> he, it, yeah, he could throw a little ball farther than I could. I shouldn't talk his shit, but I was Still, like, man, yeah. attempt. At least attempt it. He just, right. I don't know. Maybe he just said F it. <laughs> it just do it. But well, they we did have another other thing to always look forward to is the ads. Uh, the one I didn't get, I'm shocked. We didn't get because now I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, we we're still waiting to hear on the date for Secret Invasion. We did get a new Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. I was excited for that. That was very early in the game, one of the very first things. How come they didn't show them? They just showed like teasers. Yeah, because they're like, go watch the full thing online. I was like, huh. The only so, one I wa- I didn't even watch the Guardians one. I was like, yeah, I'm good. The Flash. Oh man. <laughs> I was hyped for that. Um, I'm, I'm surprised that they went let this go because of all the craziness that Ezra Ezra Miller's going through. Right. This is unless they just this just I think it's going to get the box office numbers because of Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. You guys should have seen the trailer. Yeah. Right? Well, I think that that's what's going to get a lot of people in there, and it lo- it looks. Like he's getting a lot of screen time, which which would be awesome. But I'm hoping they didn't just show us all his screen time. Maybe, yeah. I was kind of like, ah, oh, I was like, damn, they're showing a lot. Uh, they but, showed Zod. They showed Supergirl. That's not Supergirl. I don't care what anyone says. Supergirl's blonde. <laughs> but anyway, um, well, nothing against that the, the actor, but 
And so, Ben Affleck, I was juiced when he right. <laughs> when he was out there. And they do show Superman. So is it Henry Cavill or No, I bet it's like what they did for Peacemaker. I bet it's just an effect. It's like Superman, but it's like not an actor. It's like a CG effect. It could be because they did. They it's like filmed, what they, they did for Peacemaker. They filmed all this for um, before Black Adam. I mean, and he's in that, but we're not getting anything else of that. I don't know. I mean, my fingers are crossed that he pops up in, in it. And I hope. Well, I don't know. It depends on what's his name. He took over and he's like, no, nah, we're just going to start all over. I'm like, Ugh. it doesn't matter. I mean, James Gunn. Yeah, he's awesome. But well, it's amazing that he's... stop starting over. You're just you've been. We've seen how many times have they restarted the the DC films? Every well, chance, and we that's get. why they're going ahead with this one because this will be the event that clears the way for the new stuff. Uh, I don't. This will set set things up for everything to come. So that's why they're going ahead with it. The weird thing to me though is that they're still doing Aquaman after and like how can that be if that's before flash like i don't know but aquaman and, and peacemaker they're, they're, are sitting fast on, 10. they're sitting on aquaman they're sitting on it it's done <laughs> i don't know man aquaman and then peacemaker popped up in the fast 10 trailer <laughs> i'm oh, yeah. ready for that one that last one was garbage but uh i'm juiced uh even captain marvel she popped up in there um, it said the beginning of the end. I think this is it for them, but like, does that mean like what they're gonna do a ten two or eleven? I think I, <laughs> from what I'm from what I'm reading, it's just rumors. No one quote me. They want to do like a um and hand a handoff to someone else. Fun? I don't know. Hand it off to someone and they continue it, but I. Maybe the first one, if they do continue it with a whole new cast, maybe the first one will be good, interesting, because everyone will want to see it because of, of these new characters. But then I don't know if it can continue. I mean, 10 movies, that's a lot. That's a lot. I'm not surprised so, they brought it back to the racing, though. Like, it's it, it had to, in a way. It had to come back to the street racing. As crazy as that sounds, because you've done all this, high-level spy work, espionage, action hero stuff. At the end of the day, you kind of got to, you do kind of have to go back to the origins and the Fast and the Furious and the street racing. So, now, like, how many times did they wreck that car? Oh, yeah, the one, the, <laughs> the, the little DPO black or whatever. Yeah, I'm like, come on. Yeah, you can <laughs> fix it because those cars, man, that's, uh, that's American tough muscle. You yeah. can just redo it and throw in a new engine and everything. But I love out of every car, out of all ten of the films, that was that was my favorite. It wasn't in all films, but that, that was my favorite car. That out of all those cars and all the cool little gadgets that we had through however many years of this franchise, that first yeah. car was the best and the toughest one. Because if I ever yeah. fell into billions and billions of dollars. That'd be one of the first things I buy is one of those. <laughs> I want my shit to sound tough. Right. I'll, I'll just park that in the garage and only drive it on the nice days. I wouldn't drive it in the rain or the snow or anything. <laughs> right. Oh, right, man. Right. That, and that and the lowrider. I've always wanted one of those. Yeah. Motorcycle. Oh. Mm, I'd fall. Oh, go ahead. Um, I'd fall if I had a motorcycle. 
did you see, did you notice in the trailer? Um, I actually do like this Chutch because it, it, it relates to my favorite of the Fast and the Furious films, Five. I always say Fast Five is the best film in the series, and they're relating this film to Five. They're saying that uh, Jason Momoa's character is related to that that villain of Five, the whole drag the safe in Brazil character. Like, the, did you see that? That that's like related to I'm, Fast. Five? I'd have to rewatch all these. I don't. The only one I remember is the first one, the second, and Tokyo Drift. All the other ones blend together. Five is far and away the best one to me. So I, it's I cool to see them relating it to five. I like the first one because that one was more believable. After that, it just went off. It well, went off five the is the beginning of the of the craziness and everything. And it, it was mm-hmm. I, I actually loved I actually loved that. And then obviously I loved seven for the. Uh, the heartbreaking send off for Paul Walker. It's hard not to. I like that one for that one. <laughs> I don't even remember any of that. Because when that that movie, well, that one, I remember was long. And I had to go to the bathroom hella bad. Because as soon as I didn't even get to the credits, I jumped up. When Renee was sitting there crying. I said, I got to go to the bathroom. I don't you didn't care. see the best part? I saw it. But I ran to the bathroom. And I knew where it was going. And that was the end of the movie. So oh, was, but the, the whole tribute, the look back. and the... Uh, I had to go to the bathroom, so I, I couldn't. Man, people, people were in tears in the theater. Like it was hard not to choke up on that. I wasn't because I had to go to the bathroom a little bit. So I jumped <laughs> up and ran out. <laughs> yeah. That that one was hell long, man. I was like, come on, Wentz. <laughs> what's up with all these long ass movies? <laughs> Back in the day, for all you new for all you new jacks out there, they used to have intermissions, and yeah. they would uh, stop Avatar the movie. Stop the movie. No, because uh, according to Jim Cameron, you're going to go back and see it multiple times. Right. So you can get up right. and go and get snacks and go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. I still, I still haven't seen that yet, everyone. That second night you were here, you were asking what was there. Avatar was there, but I was like, I don't want to do three hours. <laughs> three hours, 25 minutes at the, the theater. <laughs> no, man. I mean, the are we done with sports? <laughs> Uh, well, let me just let me just say anything. Any uh, oh, indie had a new ad. Um, at first glance, I thought that was uh, Karen Allen coming back again, but I guess it's not. It's uh, what's her name? L three three seven. I don't know. The 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 girl droid from Solo. And Fleabag. I don't remember. I think that was her. Anyways. Um, new indie trailer. Um, anything else stick out from commercials? What would you think of uh, Travolta doing uh, Grease for T-Mobile? That was cool. I like that. <laughs> trying to think. Um, anything else stand out? The Breaking Bad thing. Um, that was funny. I like that, that one. That was that had actually been on the internet for a few days and there it's a, there's a longer version of it with more like more Tuco. What's this Indiana Jones one called the pick of destiny. Um, yeah, that's what everyone's calling it already. The plot is unknown. Uh, Oh, that's that one chick from, uh, 
Was she in the 300 movie? Is that her? Uh, I don't know about that. I know she uh, was 337 in uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yeah. No, that was, um, what was that other? No Time to Die. She was in that. Okay, that's where that's where I remember her from. She was but, something else I saw. So yeah, I think that was her in the trailer. But when I first saw it, I thought it was Karen Allen again. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, she's in it. Um, Mad Middleton, uh, Malikson, however you say his name. Bod Holbrook, Toby Jones. Antonio Banderas, he's in this? Right on. Salah's coming back. John Rice yeah. Davies. Um, no mutt? Are they just no. writing him out completely? Yeah, they're going to write him out. They're going to mention him. Just bring him back. Yeah. So He was all right now. Who's this James Mangold? What is he directed? Wolverine? Which uh, one? Logan. Logan. All right. Uh, walk the line. Um, did you see Ford versus Ferrari? I did. Oh, he directed but, Heavy? I seen that. That was a long time ago. Oh, Call of the Wild? No good. The Greatest Showman? Mm, I had no interest. Um, the lines directed 17 things. So, yeah. I hate the way uh, IMDb is now. Well, the one on the online, not not the phone. That one's easier. But all right, he's got some good stuff under his belt. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. Lucas is the go-to. <laughs> Lucas is getting his, so he's getting his oh, check. Yeah. No I'm doubt. Sure, <laughs> sure Stephen as well is getting his. Right. So, but Doctor Jones, man, he's what eighty years old. Yeah, and what's yeah he he said for sure he just wanted to do indie one more time, but what's crazy I don't know if you you heard I mean, you probably had he's joining uh, the MCU, uh, the new uh, Thunderbolt Ross since uh, Hurt passed away. I mean, like, how much money do you need? I mean, obviously, if he he's got kids, doesn't he? Oh yeah. <laughs> They're all older now. I mean, sure, I'm sure, yeah. Sure, you never late, I'm, super late start. I'm surprised he's doing it because I don't know. It sounds like it's it's going to be a whole thing. Like, because uh, yeah, in the comics, Thunderbolt Ross is uh, Red Hulk. There ain't gonna be no Red Hulk. Oh, <laughs> uh, true. We'll, yeah, because we'll it's see. CD. We'll see how he does when he's running around. And uh, <laughs> and Doctor Jones, I still need to watch uh, eighteen twenty or nineteen twenty three. I haven't started that one yet. I'm still trying to get through that other one. But uh, yeah, Indiana Jones. I'm excited for the Flash. I was hyped. I did like Ezra Miller as as the Flash, but I don't like the craziness that that he's doing in his life, kidnapping chicks, fighting fools in the bar for no reason. I don't I don't know what's wrong with him. I I don't know, obviously mental issues. So, but if this is going to restart the whole thing, which it looks like it, they're, they're sh- yep. again, they're showing way too much in the trailer, but 
We'll see. I mean, I think it'll do good in the box office. Who knows if it's actually like good, good? Because we're going to see it no matter what. Oh, so yeah. did, did you end up seeing Black Adam yet? I didn't. <laughs> oh, man. Come on. You're supposed to. <laughs> I saw it. I went to Black the theater Adam. and saw it. <laughs> oh, you know what I need to see before you see is uh, Creed 3 because I was excited for Creed 2. And then you uh, told me it was eh, not good. So I got to see 3 before you tell me 3 is no good. <laughs> I'm going Thursday after work. I'm going that night. That's all of them. Even that first one. And I didn't even really care for that. I didn't want to see it. I was like, eh, okay, whatever. I just wanted to see because Rocky was in it. And that well, one he's turned not out to be. Nah, it turned out to be hella good. So I was like, man, that was hella good. The second one, I was juiced. And then I was just like, huh. And I was disappointed. And then I was but, deflated. I was like, so, I'll but, watch it when I watch it. And I finally did when it hit like streaming. But um, yeah, this one has no Stallone involvement at all. It's not about him anymore. I mean, those first two was, yeah, he was training uh, Adonis. And then in the second one, it was dealing with uh, the past with, with Drago and everything. So, of course, he was going to, he had to be in that one. So, but this one, he doesn't really need an involvement because of that last one. And he got sick and everything. And um, it'd be cool if he pops it I mean, for a second for a cameo. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I hope they don't kill him off. I don't feel like crying. I cried in the last couple of Rocky movies. No, I don't want that. <laughs> so, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited though. We'll see. Um, yeah, he's Killmonger go up against uh, Kang the Conqueror. Yep, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> so. He's fighting Kang the Conqueror. Um, I'm not even excited for Quantum Mania at all. I'm super excited for Quantum. I'm not. So excited I, for Kang. I am hyped. For uh, the new big bat of the MCU, I I'm love not, the Marvel. I don't, film. I don't care for that actor. That's why I'm not like, I gotta oh, see I like it. it. I'm like, eh, he was all right in Loki. He didn't like do anything super duper exciting. So I'm oh, like, I like eh, I'm I like, like all right, whatever. I'm, I'm super hyped. I'm super hyped, and I'm super hyped for Guardians. Uh, new trailer today too during the Super Bowl. Uh, always loved the Guardians and uh, that last one was garbage. Um, a lot more Gamora in this one. I don't think Gamora was in the first trailer. A lot of Gamora in this new trailer, so that was cool to see. But yeah, uh, you know how how much I am. I'm, I'm in on Marvel, so well, that last there. one, Volume Two, was garbage. I didn't like that one at all. I'll probably rewatch it before Volume Three comes out. But I still, I still got to give it up for uh, the holiday special or whatever that one was called. That was hella good. That one was amazing. I can't get enough yep. of that one. But um, yeah, there, there wasn't much that like stood out. That like, oh my god, I need to rewatch that. Other than the Flash trailer, I watched that a couple times. But mm, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens uh, with uh, Flash. Uh, because they're already talking about boycotting it and everything because of Ezra Miller. So I'm like, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I don't like what he did, but I'm I'm going to watch it. So mm, we'll see. Like same thing with Avatar. All the bullshit that James Cameron said, I'm still going to watch it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not I wanted to buy a ticket for another movie, but uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> well, I have to watch it, everyone. 
because uh, we'll, we'll get well, to my Oscar, say, we'll get to my Oscar watch like, later on. Buy a ticket for like Knock at the Cabin and then go to Avatar. <laughs> hmm. But you might as well dive into TV. I don't have anything, everyone. So it's going to be the Zisu minute. So take it okay. away. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, well, I do have something, but I'll talk about it when we get to the end. Okay. <laughs> uh, got a couple of docs and then one TV show that aired on TV. Um, Gunther's Millions. You hear about this one? Nope. It's a Netflix documentary about uh, this dog, this German shepherd that inherited this countess's millions and basically had it in her will, this trust to uh, the dog must be taken care of. And the dog got a mansion, bought Madonna's mansion in Miami in the 90s and had places in Italy and had yachts and blew on planes and had chefs and the finest meal. And not only that, um, it wasn't just the one dog, Gunther. It was going to have this legacy. They're up to like the fifth or sixth Gunther now. Um, So this documentary was kind of about that and how crazy. And there was like a keeper of the trust and the money and the funds and, like, he had, like, weird ideas, too, almost, like, cult-like ideas of, like, he wanted to get, like, the beautiful people together and, like, to hang out at this mansion and do scientific experiments on them. Basically, almost, like, wanting to create, like, a, a perfect race with these, like, beautiful people. So there's a lot of weirdness to it, too, but then there's, like corruption and like what is what but yeah it's weird it's all based around um yeah this italian heiress yeah she left uh, all this uh uh millions and millions billions to this dog (laughs) what was this one netflix gunther's millions um one thing i do gotta say though is what this documentary does is what I've seen a lot of documentaries do. And it like, for a minute, it seemed like, Ooh, cool. They're like breaking all the rules. But now I've come around to where I'm like, man, that's just like a betrayal of trust. So it's the thing where like the interviewee on the documentary, they're like, can you stop? Like, can you cut? Like, Like, I'll tell you this, but I don't want this on record. And then the documentarian puts it on record anyway. They share it anyway. And it's like, I don't know. It feels like a betrayal of trust to me. Like, this person is, like, willing to be interviewed by you for your documentary. They ask you not to share this information. And then you put it in the documentary anyway. Like, I don't know. Feels like a, like I said, like a betrayal of trust, you know? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I I don't know. <laughs> what was this called? Gunther's Millions. <laughs> to look it up. <laughs> so um, another thing, and they do this on Big Brother too, is um, somebody says to the camera, uh, they say something and they're like, well, yeah, don't put that on TV or don't air that. Cut that. Like, And of course, 
the first thing Big Brother or these documentaries do is they don't cut it. They put it right in the show. They put it right in the documentary. It's like well, they obviously I get it. Find you're, something. You're trying to be bold, but it's like it feels like just a betrayal of trust, you know? Well, they signed something. They're like, okay, this is what we're going to put in it. And then, all right, well, obviously when they're interviewing you or whatever, and then you say something, it's too late. You already signed whatever. Yeah, I guess so. But it's like, man. Not like you did the interview first and then signed something. Yeah. I don't know. There's there's ways around it. That's why they always throw it in. Yeah. Another thing they did in this, which uh, they used in that one documentary that caught that – the one guy basically confessed to murder on that HBO um, documentary series um, because it was a so-called hot mic. They cut the cameras, but the mics were still on. That happened in this documentary too. The guy asked them to cut. They did cut, but they didn't cut his microphone. And he said all this stuff and they put it in the documentary. And I'm like, like I said, it's kind of a betrayal of trust. Again, yeah. it goes with what you signed. So you you gotta don't ramble on when they say cut. Just quit talking. Yeah, I guess I mean, so. I guess so. so. That's uh, it's okay. It's that's a lesson much for it. sure. Yeah, don't trust. <laughs> but uh, trust no anyways, one. Question everything. Yeah, like there's uh, there's I don't want to step on it for anybody that wants to watch it, but. Obviously, it's 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 about more than just what I've said. Like, there's another layer to this, and it's like a whole thing. So, it's why there. It's like a interesting thing to to figure out. I just don't want to spoil it for anybody. But yeah, it's basically this idea. This yeah, this dog. This dog is like one of the richest creatures on the planet. <laughs> And yeah, like I said, they're on like the Gunther, the fifth, or the sixth. So there'll always be this uh, this new German Shepherd to uh, live the high life, live in mansions and on yachts and everything. Ah, all just publicity. Made you watch it, Madonna. So sold the dog, the house in the nineties. And but recent, like right before this documentary came out, the dog uh, sold the house for five times uh, what Madonna paid, and who, I guess she posted about it too. She's like, who, who does the deals for this dog? It's whatever. It's uh, it's, it's it, it gets all into it. It gets into it. It's this one guy. He was like um, the countess who this was the dog like originally started with the countess had like this woman best friend and it's her son. So it's like, they were the closest to her and cause she left no heirs, the countess, except for the dog. So she left everything to the dog, but she left her friends to control it. And like I said, the guy gets into some crazy, almost like cult like stuff. Like I said, trying to like recruit the most beautiful people. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, but yeah, that's Gunther's Millions on Netflix. 
Also, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I dropped my uh, mic. <laughs> um, I, that's like the second time I dropped it. <laughs> um, the other documentary I watched on Netflix, uh, Bill Russell, legend, new uh, basketball doc on the famous uh, Bill Russell. Bay Area zone, Oakland zone, San Francisco zone, Bill Russell. Um, obviously, he's a Celtics legend in the NBA, but it's basically his story. Uh, for me, though, personally, just as a huge fan of the game, growing up with the game, consuming everything I could, growing up with the VHS, the, the NBA VHS, I, I, I consumed anything that I could get my hands on, and I've stayed a fan throughout the years. I've seen all the docs they've done when they do NBA TV and things like that. Um, I'm always on top of anything, usually, when it comes out basketball. So thing is, when they release something like this, there isn't a lot like I already like kind of didn't know like it's cool to see especially um the late 50s early 60s uh NBA games that um there's not very much footage of you know the black and white footage um always cool to see that and then to hear like the commentary behind it and whatnot that's really cool to see and then obviously there's another layer to this and obviously the more important reason to do a documentary like this. And it's because of what a uh, civil rights activist Bill Russell was and all the stuff that he had to go through. And obviously gets into, you know, how problematic Boston can be. And <laughs> it's funny. They talked about how, you know, it was thought to be such a forward thinking and progressive place, but you know, also it can be known as one of the most racist places in, in, in the country and has been, and can be now. <laughs> Still. I don't know. No one said none to me when I was skating around all over Boston. Yeah. Well, the, the problem is like the basketball still these days, like, you know, they take care of their own, they're for their, the players on their team, but, uh, They've still, the crowds have still been known to say stuff to uh, opposing teams. So, yeah. And I mean, it's still, still all these years, but um, they get obviously into what Russell had to deal with in the 50s and the 60s during the civil rights movement. And it's insane to think about, like, obviously, like, in the context of things, that's not actually that long ago um, in the scheme of things, but to think that, like, the whole, you know, segregation and that you can't sleep at this hotel and you can't eat at this diner and all that stuff he had to go through. Obviously, you know, watching that part of this, you know, the kind of stuff that uh, definitely would uh, get you a little heated, obviously, because it's just ridiculous. But I mean, it's important, obviously, story to be told, and it's part of uh, Russell's legacy. Like things like, um, one story he told in this documentary uh, was he the town he was living in they um, they had a um, they they nominated this day for him Bill Russell Day and they had this 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 
party and this dinner and everybody spoke and, and, you know, they presented him and stuff like this. And he, he felt honored and he felt great. And like, this is amazing. And like, yeah, basketball is great, but like, I'm like accepted in this town. And then, um, he wanted to move to a bigger, better house. His family was growing and like everybody in the community came out like against it. Like they didn't want him close to them. Like it was just so awful and just so ridiculous. And it's just, uh, <laughs> you know how watching <laughs> stuff like that when it has to deal with civil rights and it's crazy because you know obviously some of it like people haven't moved past for and people still struggle today which is just even more mind-blowing but yeah <laughs> what was this on also on netflix bill russell legend story of his life his uh, career in the nba uh civil rights work um moving to the bay area moving to oakland uh going to college in san francisco all the stories and everything. Um, they have obviously Russell's passed last year, um, but they have, uh, you know, recorded stuff. He said uh, they talked to other uh, NBA legends, Oscar Robertson, uh, plenty of people, Kareem, Magic, Isaiah Thomas, uh, tons of evil, uh, Jerry West, they talk to tons of people for the doc and then they take excerpts from his uh, novels, Bill Russell's novels and Jeffrey Wright uh, narrates those, those parts where he's reading from like the book. So, but yeah, uh, recommend it, especially uh, if you don't know the story of Bill Russell, not only as an NBA player, but as a silver, civil rights activist. Cause you know, he was right there. Um, when Martin Luther King did his famous, uh, the national mall speech, um, Bill Russell was invited to come up, but, uh, he declined just because he felt like he hadn't done enough to warrant that honor. But if you look at the pictures, he's right there in the front row. So that was really cool to see. But anyways, yeah, highly recommended Bill Russell legend. Anything else? <clears throat> Last thing, um, the new season of Impractical Jokers, uh, season 10, uh, still no Joe, but it's cool to see finally, uh, for the longest time, for like the last year, if you looked at any of the Jokers tweets, Instagram posts, anything, all anybody says is, Where, where's Joe? When's Joe coming back? And finally, actually, that seems to have... Uh, cooled down a little at least and people are you know taking it for what it is but yeah um great start to the season um they're keeping up with the uh celebrity guests come for the final punishment and uh this opening one was uh uh brett michaels and poison uh, yeah poison uh, he comes to help uh, punish Murr. The sorry, spoiler. I do want to talk about a little though. Just practical jokers. Um, it's Murr in a like a bar restaurant, and he he has to sit at the bar, 
and then uh, the Jokers and Brett Michaels. And then they didn't plan for this. They didn't know it was happening. Who knows? Like, I'm sure Q will tell the story like on Steve Dave or I'm sure they'll tell it at the stand up show. But uh, Paul Rudd just shows up. <laughs> so and whatever, he throws on the headphones and he starts getting in on the, the punishment, too. So. It's uh, Merce sitting at the bar and he has to write down whatever Brett Michaels or Paul Rudd or the Jokers tell him to. And then the note has to get passed to somebody in the, the restaurant. And it's, you know, obviously all kinds of crazy stuff like, you know, one that like absolutely sets the guy off and they don't send the sign the release is like uh, is like, here's my room key. Uh your husband can watch and the guy like loses it. Like, <laughs> like he goes on like, oh, obviously it's not surprisingly that's worthy <laughs> of going off. <laughs> but, this, and this is the, the, the newest episode. Yeah. The newest episode. I don't know if you saw that clip I sent you, but I was cracking up at the one thing. Um, he was like going at these two guys and then he came over the table and they're, they're like arm wrestle him. And, and he does. <laughs> <laughs> and when he, and when he's arm wrestling him, I can't remember who I can't remember. It was, uh, it was, I think it was, I don't know if it was Brett Michaels or it was Paul Rudd, but somebody's like, tell him, uh, your next mfr <laughs> and he says it he's 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 arm wrestling he's like you're next mother <laughs> that was hella funny yeah. I watched that clip. <laughs> yeah hella funny so great start to the season i'm so glad they're back um, i love them and i watch their show every day i throw it on in the background so <laughs> Jokers are back for season 10. Alrighty. You had, you had something that sounded like you. Oh, um, if you guys remember last episode, I think it was the last episode. We were talking about survivor and my rewatch of season, whatever. Uh, we were talking, uh, talking about, uh, Ben Wade, AKA coach and how he is, uh, the music teacher here at Lyson high for my uh, son's music class. Uh, my son, they performed, uh, was it last Tuesday at the high school at the basketball game? It was senior night, so shout out to all the, the seniors of Last and High, my son being one of them. And uh, I mentioned that I will ask uh, Coach uh, if if he could come on the show. So I walked up, and he turned around, hey, man, how you doing? And I was like, oh, right on, man. Thank you for so much what you're doing for the school and, and helping my son. He was like, oh, yeah, no problem, man. Your son's awesome. And I had mentioned to him about the podcast the last time I saw him. And he was like, oh, cool. I said, yeah, we talk about the show. He was like, oh, right on. Thank you. And I asked him. I said, okay, because I, I told you guys the last time. I said, I'll ask him. It's either yes or no. And I said, hey, man, um, if you ever get any time, I said, we would love to have you on the show to talk about your experience with Survivor. And he was like, oh, yeah, man, I'd love to do that. He was like, that's a part of my life. I love talking about it. Wow. So, all right, all right, everyone, there you go. He's going to be on. I don't know when, 
but he he's gonna be on. He's he's a busy man, so I don't I have to work with him. I'll have to talk to him again. But he was awesome. <laughs> didn't hesitate. He was like, "Yeah, man, <laughs> I'm still watching uh, right now." He's still uh, he's still there and him Bria or wherever the hell they are uh, and everything and and everyone else kind of starting to turn on him. Um, but uh, it, it's weird. I'm sitting, I'm sitting there watching it. This is a much younger version uh, of Coach, and he's he still looks the same other than his hair's gray, still in shape, uh, still has the long hair, and everyone that was calling him the the barbarian uh, look. <laughs> But uh, he was—he's a cool guy. I could see uh, why people were getting tired of him or whatever on the show. But he's he even said, even this, he was like, "It's a game," and I'm like, "That's what I've been saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's a game. You do what you got to do to win." I'm like, "Does no one not get that?" That's I said that before. So. But uh, also has his uh, spirit spirituality he brought to the show too, though, where um, he talked about you know being in tune with nature and things like that. He was talking about a um, he went on like I don't know adventure or whatever down the Amazon and like these military guys dropped him off and then he got captured by the the local. Uh, indigenous people that are down there and they were like getting ready to kill him and he escaped. I want to ask him about that. I don't know if it was a true story or not on, on for, or just maybe it was something he was saying on the show to uh, get everyone to, to side with him. I don't know. I, I haven't seen it, seen yeah. it yet. I don't know who wins, who wins this season. So I'm like, all right, cool. But I, I have a lot of questions for him. You, you can ask him whatever. Mine are mainly about the background stuff on what's going on in the background. How yeah. how close are the paramedics? Because this last episode I watched, uh, Brandon or Brendan, whatever the hell that guy's name was, I didn't like him anyway. His he got like bit or something on the leg, and it got infected, and he could like barely walk and everything. And they looked at it, and they were saying that like, nah, you you got you need to go to the hospital because this is getting bad. You can either lose your leg or you can die. So he had to, he had to bow out of the game. So, cause I was like, yeah, man, because other than you just see them all being bit up and sort of surviving the, the elements that are going on over there. So man, I, I got a lot of questions about that on what's going on. And, uh, are the cameramen like with you 24 seven? Cause there's a lot of night vision stuff. So, but right. uh, I'm slowly kind of mentally keeping my questions in my head. So hopefully at some point, maybe not anytime soon, just whatever, because we are coming to the end of the school year. Uh, he will sit down with us and we will talk about survivors. So get all your questions ready. And if you guys have questions that you want to know on just either if you've seen that season or if you just want to know if you always, always always had a question about Survivor, um, yeah. just shoot it to us and, and we'll ask him. But he's a cool guy, man. First of all, when I walked up to him, I called him Mr. Wade. And then I just went, is it okay if I call you coach? He went, yeah, sure. So, no, nah, all right, cool. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to be professional. I called him by his last name because he's, he's, I asked that Eric. I said, what do you guys call him? Do you guys call him coach? He went, no, we call him Mr. Wade. <laughs> went, okay, so that's why I walked up. I said Mr. Wade. and 
Then I asked if I could call him coach. And he was like, yeah, sure. So cool. We're at that stage. So, but I'm excited. I immediately texted the Zisu here and said he's in. So I couldn't wait to come and tell all of you that care about Survivor. I know some of you are probably like, why, why are you talking about this old show? Hey, it's new to me because I don't, I don't watch these shows. And how many celebrities are we going to get on this podcast? Because we're, we've got a few, we've got a few in on the network. The rock stars, the movie stars, and uh, everything else. So, but hey, why not have a a TV star, a re- reality TV star that everyone knows? So you either love yeah. him or you or you hate him. So, but I'm I'm happy that uh, he said he said yes because it was the yeah it was yes or no, and he was more likely like yeah man it's part of my life I love talking about it so I'm like okay good you came to the right show because we're gonna ask you all kinds of stuff so yeah. Now you got to rush ready. Through, uh, you got to rush through the season and uh, uh, heroes and villains. Yeah, I told Renee I need to watch that one too. So I don't know. I'm, I'm probably, again, everyone's probably not going to be for a while. Like it's coming to the end of school. Where are we? February, February, March, April. Yeah, four more months of school, and uh, I think they graduate in June. I think it's the second week of June. <laughs> I don't know. So, but plus, I'm sure they got a. Uh, oh, while while I was sitting there, uh, I think it was a, the school attendant of um, Lassen County. He came up and asked me. He was like, "Hey, um, we want to take all the students down to Sacramento to the Capitol to perform for whoever. I don't know what it's for." And uh, he was like, "Yeah," because we love uh to, to have your son come along and play too and i said well i assume he's going if he's a part of the band but i asked eric i said what, what's he talking about and he went oh yeah well this is going on. i'm like man this kid don't tell a shit so <laughs> so i was i was like because when that that the guy was talking to me i was like this is the first i've heard of this and he's like oh and then i said yeah i said yeah he most likely yeah if he's a part of the school yeah he'll be there so that would be cool. I'll, I'll let you guys know how that goes. That's not until next month. But coaches in everyone. So uh, again, if you guys got questions for him, if you watch the show or just questions on Survivor in general, shoot them to us, and we'll uh, definitely ask them. So I'm, I'm I'm excited for that. So that's the future episode. And again, dude, you need to be here when when we do this. And don't I don't want to do this over the internet. <laughs> It'd be better if you're right here with us. Right. I don't know if it's going to be here in the studio. Maybe we'll find somewhere to do it, but I don't know. It'll be awesome if we're both right there, the three of us talking about uh, everything. So right. def- definitely get a photo op at the end with, with all three of us because you're the bigger Survivor fan than I am. So, but uh, yeah, that was pretty much it for TV. Um Last thing I just wanted to quickly mention, obviously at some point we're going to cover uh, Last of Us, me and Eric, uh, the last episode, episode five, uh, was for me the standout episode of the season, best episode yet, highly recommended, four to go, and uh, yeah, we'll talk more about it on uh, our wrap-up show. That's it? Four more episodes and it's over? Yep. How many has it been, five or six? Five. Five. Okay. I've only five. seen the first episode, everyone, and it was it was pretty good. Kept my attention. I yeah, like what was five. going on. Hella good. Hella got me crying. Good. Got me crying in the first episode. I was like, oh fuck. Well, I knew it was coming because of the game. So 
that yeah. kind of I bra- embraced me for it. So, yeah. but uh, I like what's going on. I can't wait for uh, Ron Swanson, aka Duke Silver, to, to pop in. So, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let a few more build up, and then and then I'll uh, jump into it because I'm all into um, eighteen or nineteen, whatever that show's called that I'm watching. <laughs> all right, um, where are we? Movies, everyone. Uh, last weekend, when the Zisu and I were, were together, we did mention that we went and saw Knock at the Cabin. Um, shout out to everyone that listened to that episode of uh, Mike and Brian and I. Uh, so the Zisu is pretty much going to give us his two cents because we did, uh, everyone that listened to it, you already know, we did a full breakdown, spoilers and all. Uh, shout out to Mike and Brian, um, especially Mike for laying down all the religious stuff because he said a lot of stuff that. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't go to church. I don't read the Bible or anything. And he had 12 years of Catholic school under his belt, so there was a lot of stuff that he uh, he brought he put to, he brought to the table for the episode. So shout out to him. But knock the cabin. Uh, hour 40 minutes. It seemed longer, but I was in for the whole thing. Directed by M Night Shyamalan. While vacation in a remote cabin in the woods, a young girl and her parents are taken hostage by four armed strangers who demand they make an unthinkable choice to avert the apocalypse. Confused, scared, and with limited access to the outside world, the family must decide what they believe before all is lost. Directed by M Night Shyamalan. Stars great Dave Batista, Jonathan Gorf, um, Rupert. Grint, a.k.a. Ronald Weasley, Ben Aldridge, Abby Quinn, Nikki Akuma Bird, I think that's how you say her name. And that's that's pretty much the, the main players. And then there's other people that are in this. Oh, and uh, the breakout star, Kristen Chu, Chewy Cooey, I think I, I can't pronounce her name, the Little Asian uh, daughter, Wynn. Amazing, amazing performance she did. But All right, you guys already heard my two cents. So, uh, so take it away. What did you think of this one? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, comparing to other M. Night films, though, I don't feel like uh, it delivered on the uh, amazing twist front. But uh, I thought overall uh, really well acted. Um yeah, Batista was awesome. So I'm glad we went to see it. Um, kind of for lack of other options, I really haven't seen anything else this year. I guess it would be on my list. That, I, I don't think it'll be on the, the my indie year list, but uh, I haven't seen anything. So by default, it would be on my list right now. <laughs> it's on my list, and I've seen a few movies already this year. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, like I said, uh, yeah, I'm glad we went to see it. Uh, if you weren't here, I probably would have waited for, like, streaming. So uh, it was good to get out to the theater. Um, I guess one thing maybe you probably didn't mention uh, on that show, which I can ask you here, is uh, what do you think of our, uh, our local theater, Coming Attractions, the Broadway Theater? That's what I was gonna bring up. <laughs> yeah, I did, sure. I did. I didn't mention it on on that show, but I did like it. It was cool. I just like going to moving new movie theaters, even if it's a chain one. Um, uh, I think one of the last ones was down in the Phoenix area, Harkins. I think that was it. I never even heard of Harkins. I thought they they had a pretty good uh, setup as well as their popcorn. And this, what was this place called again? 
coming attractions. Um, this is about as far south as they are. Most of coming attractions theaters are throughout Oregon, Washington, and up into Alaska. So that's where they're mainly focused. This is the farthest uh, south they get as far as their locations. So kind of interesting. <laughs> I think it was an AMC I went to in Everett. Or not Everett, um, Linwood. When I was up there, I saw a dumbass movie, Death Wish. Ugh. Watch the original, everyone. Remake was garbage. The Bruce but, Willis um, Yeah, no good. That's not Death Wish. Anyway, um... <laughs> But yeah, I, I like that theater. The popcorn. I, I, I base the the my experience of of the new theaters by their popcorn. Um, the popcorn was good. We took down that whole bag pretty quick. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, I loved the uh, their their uniforms or whatever uh, th- that they wear, little white uh, button up shirts. I didn't care. Uh, about the the tattoos and the the piercings and everything on their employees, that always gets a thumbs up for me, because there is some places where you got to cover everything or take all the stuff out of your face or ears or whatever. Right. They didn't seem to care. The manager, I dealt with the manager that was right there because there was an issue with the the computer was super slow. Uh, she was really cool. The employees that I dealt with when we got the tickets, I was speaking of that. I think yours was free. Um, I think you had a you had a free ticket because when they said yeah, you got a free ticket, you want to use it? I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> that's if, fine. If you thought you had it, another one, it's gone. No, that's fine. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Um, but yeah, the the seats were cool. I mean, they didn't recline or anything, but I don't I don't like to recline when I'm in the middle. If I'm gonna recline, I want to recline in while I'm sitting in the front. But it was nice nice atmosphere. It wasn't uh, super crowded in there. Sounded good. Especially when all the the craziness was going on with uh, the end of the world stuff and everything, I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I would definitely go back to that theater again. Where's the the other? Th- is there another theater in town other than those little small ones that are off to the side? Like, is there something else? Another chain? No. Um, well, That's the big I one take that back in Fortuna. No, I mean in right in Eureka in the in, town. No, no. That's the, I mean, the main okay, theater. Okay, yeah. But like you said, there's like a small one that like it's not always open. They do like special events like you know, Goonies, June thirtieth, <laughs> you know, only I wanna get thing. a excuse me, I wanna get a listing of that one because I remember driving past it and there was something in the marquee. I was like, Oh man, I'd like to see that. It's an old movie, but yeah. I like to go in there. I even like those old theaters, like um, the one here in town, Sierra Theater, it's old, been there from probably the beginning of town. Um, I love the theater. Popcorn, it's hit and miss, um, depending on who's making it. Um, there's another old theater in San Francisco, the Castro, Castro Theater. I love that theater. I don't like the popcorn because it's, right. I don't know, whatever they're putting on it. I don't know, organic, right. whatever. It's, I don't know. I I know people don't like the little fake butter flavored oil or whatever they put on it. I like that. I don't like, I guess they were <laughs> using something different that was better for you or whatever. Cause I remember I bought a big bag of popcorn and I was all juice and I was like, what did they put on this? I didn't even finish right. it. Yeah. Uh, oh, another theater in down the Dallas area, the Texas theater. Hopefully uh, there's something going on there that I'd like to go see. Cause I went there three times I saw 
I remember Tommy and Tommy Boy and I we went and saw Escape from New York there, and then I saw Rock and Roll High School there, and I want to say there was a something else I saw there. I can't remember, but that's a cool. Th- it's an old theater. Um, I like that. They 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 serve brew and popcorn and everything. But majority of these theaters now sell alcohol and everything in there. So, but sure. sure. Uh, but yeah, I really like that theater. I, I next time, whatever, when I'm there and something's out again, I'd like to go. Yeah. go there again or i'd like to go to fortuna the, the, or, yeah the minor is the one i want to go to you with the only problem though is they have the arty popcorn <laughs> i'll try it i'll probably just get a small bag and if it's eh, like well, like the, bowl. the it's a bowl it's like yeah uh, that's what i was about to say like draft house in san francisco that park popcorn yeah. was garbage i it's, didn't like it it's in that style <laughs> uh, i don't know we'll see i would like to go to that one that was an arcada because I remember when we drove by there and they were going to show Halloween and everything. So hopefully in October, something cool. I'd like to know what that what's playing there. Because if it's some old school slasher horror film that I love, I'd like to see that on on the screen. Right. Um, Be well. interesting with like a crowd too. <laughs> yeah, when you see these old films. Because the last one we saw when Eric and I went to this theater in Sacramento, which was a cool little theater, another little uh, old theater they opened up when we saw the screening for. Um, Sleepaway Camp. Uh, speaking of that, uh, my fingers are crossed. I'm going to go down to Las Vegas on Friday for Days of the Dead. Uh, I'm just going to go there for a few hours. Uh, Felissa Rose and the, a lot of the cast from Sleepaway Camp, the original one, are going to be there. I love Felissa. We kind of got a little friendship thing going on. She recognizes me when she sees me and everything. So uh, I got this poster. I kind of want the, the rest of them to sign it. And there's a few other uh, guests I would love to see. Oh, the great Clint Howard, he's going to be there. And uh, oh, I want awesome. to get him to sign my um, Evil Speak uh, Blu-ray. For those of you that know that 80s uh, devil <laughs> film, it's an awesome film. It's cheesy and everything, but uh, it's an amazing film. That's my favorite uh, Clint Howard film of all time. I never met the man. And uh, will I ever meet his brother? I don't know. I've seen his brother and I've seen his niece. But uh, I've, al- I've always been a fan of Clint Howard, and I liked what Ron Howard said one time because people ask him. He goes, yeah, is your brother going to be in whatever movie he was promoting at the time? He was like, my brother has to be in all my films because if I don't put him in it, all his fans are going to come after me. <laughs> so <laughs> he was in Solo, so that was awesome when he when yep. he popped on the screen. So, But uh, Evil Speak is my favorite. There's some other actors down there that, that I want to meet, so I definitely want to see. Oh, and uh, Tim Capello. Uh, he did, I believe, in Lost Boys, the big buff guy that was playing the saxophone, and he was at the end in the season finale of a Reservation Dogs on the beach. Uh, he's going to be there, and uh, I, I want to meet him, talk to him about Res Dogs and how he got into all that. So hopefully, if you guys are going to be at Days of the Dead in Las Vegas on Friday, uh, I might be there. My fingers are crossed. Flights are good there and back, so hopefully it doesn't change. And uh I think it's only like 25 bucks if I buy my ticket now. But I plus I got to get the day off. But anyway, um the theater awesome. The uh, the movie experience there awesome. It was good to see. What was the last movie we saw together? Oh, uh oh, uh Jurassic World yeah. Dominion in Bend, Oregon during the Heim concert, second Heim concert of last year. <laughs> I hope they do another round here in America cuz I definitely want to see them again. I'll travel huh? again. Because they were awesome. Oh, man. I've been listening to them a lot lately. And I'm ready. Yeah. 
I'm ready this time. I'll know more. I'll know more songs. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Have you been to Red Rocks in Colorado? I have not. A friend of mine, she went to a concert not there too long ago. She says uh, it's Looking good. Is cool. it? It's in Denver or in the yeah. Denver area? Area, yeah. I saw they were there, not for this tour. Well, maybe they were there for this tour, but I saw footage for the Something to Tell You tour, and uh, it looked really cool. Well, if they go there, let's go. It's not like we can't yeah. get there. Right, <laughs> so. right, right, right. But, uh, yeah, overall, you guys heard my opinion on Knock the Cabin on that episode. It's good. So. Yeah, yeah, Definitely. recommended. Definitely. Not much Definitely. in the theaters, and uh, I'd recommend checking it out. All right. I am going to go... With the three films that I seen before I dive into my Oscar watch, I'm gonna start it off. This is a film. Uh, the, these films came out this year. Uh, a couple of them look like they were made last year. They probably did like festival runs, but they released them here uh, in the states this year. This first one, it's an action thriller. It's in the theater. I'm not sure if it's in the theater now, but this is uh, plain. Um, Pilot Brody Torrance saves passengers from a lightning strike by making a risky landing in a war-torn island, only to find that surviving the landing was just the beginning. When dangerous rebels take most of the passengers hostage, the only person Torrance can count on for help is Louis Gaspar, Gaspar I think that's how I said, a.k.a. Luke Cage, uh, an accused murderer who is being transported by the FBI. This is directed by Gene. Ooh, I'm not even going to try with this middle name. Uh, Richette. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, and this stars the great Gerard Butler, uh, Mike Col- Coulter, uh, Luke Cage, Lily Krung, a Daniela Pinja, Kelly Gale, Halia Hacking, Tony Goldwyn. And a bunch of other people because then it dives into the rebels and everyone else. Oh, another guy, his his co-pilot, uh, Janssen Ann. He played Samuel Dell. He was cool. All right, plane. If you just want to disbelief on aeronautics and how these planes work and everything, then just go watch this and have a good time. Gerard Butler, I like him in just about everything. He just makes these movies, these off-the-wall crazy films. Um, and it was, it, I liked it. Will it be on my list? Maybe if there's a list of cheesy action thrillers, I would put this on there. But this movie made me laugh through the whole thing. But I was all in on what was going on. So, all right. So, the, uh, yeah, he's I believe they were like somewhere over Taiwan or what. I can't remember exactly where they took off from. But so uh, there's only it's like a light flight. There's a big jet airliner. I can't remember the name was some made up airline. They get in their plane. I think there's only like 14 people that are getting on the plane as well as uh, he's Luke Cage. That's all I see him as. Uh, he's a murderer and they're transporting him back to. I assume America. I don't know. They were flying from wherever to Japan. And um, it was like supposed to be like a six hour flight. So when they were about to leave, they were saying, OK, there's some weather. So I don't know. Uh, Gerard Butler, his character was like, you know what? Let's um, 
let's go around the weather. But the 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 the, the other guys that were the, that run the airline, what was the airline called? Trailblazer Airlines. They were like, all right, uh, nah, man, they were okay. They were traveling from Singapore to Hon- Honolulu uh, via to- Tokyo. That's what it says here. So anyway, so they're flying over, I guess, the South China Sea. They take off. They do tell everyone, look, we're going to hit some weather, so we'll we'll get a few bumps. So as they're going through through it, the weather is pretty severe. They knew it was going to be severe, but those guys are like, yeah, you'll be all right. Just fly over it. So that's what they were trying to do because uh, Gerard Butler wanted them to fly around it, but then it would took them like um, gave them like hours out of their uh, out of their way. But it would avoided everything. But then if they would have did that, there would have been no movie. So anyway, so they're flying through the weather. It hits huge turbulence, which I hate. Um, shout out to those uh, flight attendants that calmed me down that last time we were hitting. It, it probably wasn't severe to them, but it was to me. I just don't like turbulence, period. But anyway, um, so if the plane was shaking, they're all trying to calm them down. Then they get hit by a piece of uh, some lightning and it blows out all their their uh, their equipment in there. And I guess it did something to whatever, because they were saying we, we only have like. 10 minutes before everything shuts down engines and all. And then we go head first into the, into the sea. So they're like, all right, well, and it's dark. They have nothing. They can't see anything. They, the radio, everything is pretty much fried. So they're just, he's just flying and looking out that little bitty window. And they're like, okay, well, we just got to find somewhere to land. Cause if not, we're going to go into the water. So they were preparing everyone for, uh, that they were going to, they might have to do a, a splashdown. So, but then uh, Gerard's looking around out the window. He kind of notices something. Hey, there's something over that way. So they kind of fly over that way. And they have the, their little iPads that already had a map and everything. And they're kind of, okay, well, I, we were going this way. So I think if we turn this way, we'll get to where this land is. So they head that way. They're flying really low because they're like just, the, the plane is slowly starting to go down. So they're flying as low as they can and they can see. And then they're like, hey, there's, there's something right over there. It looks like a road. And it turned out to be a runway, a dirt runway. So they land the plane. And I, that's what made me laugh. I was like, okay. <laughs> but you're landing on this dirt, basically a dirt road. And it was long enough for this big jet airliner to land on it. So they, they land and they stop. But then they land in hostile territory with all these uh, – <coughs> I don't know if they're drug dealers, gun runners, or whatever, but they're pretty much run running the area that they're in. And this island that they landed on, it was uh, Jolo Island in the Philippines. I guess there was no kind of uh, jurisdiction there, so rebels pretty much control that whole island. So they ended up kidnapping everybody on the plane, and Gerard and uh, Luke Cage have to save the day, and then that's when all hell breaks loose, and it was awesome all the way to the end. Again, it made me laugh. If you just want to watch some movie that's nonsense and everything and probably couldn't happen, uh, this is the movie for you. I was I was laughing through the whole thing, and I was on board for this right from, the, right from takeoff, uh, pun intended, and I really enjoyed this movie. Will it be on my list? If there's some cheesy movie action movies again, but Gerard Butler, I love him, so I, that's what that was the main reason I watched this. I didn't know Luke Cage was in it, so that was a bonus for me. But I did enjoy this film. Um, it's out there, and uh, yeah, check it out. If, I think I believe it's still in the theater. I'm not really sure though, but 
if you wanted some time to kill, the movie wasn't very long. It was only 107 minutes long, so it flew by pretty quick. There was hardly any uh, dragging in it because it was like once the action got going and everything, pretty much from takeoff when the, the plane crashed, uh, the plane going all crazy and then landing on this island and then the, the rebels come and everything. It was pretty good. Uh, a lot of gun action in it once they started dealing with the rebels. So I really enjoyed this film. Uh, there's some more some some stuff that I don't really want to get into because it is a spoiler. I was kind of like, really? I was like, I'm like, I wonder if our company has this. Uh, to go uh, team, but I don't know, <laughs> probably not. But it was a it was a fun movie. It was really fun. I enjoyed every minute of it. Well, when it comes out on Blu-ray, of course I'm buying this movie because I I liked it that much. Uh, again, I don't I doubt it will make my list. If anything, honorable mentions this year. But right now, if I have to put it on the list, I will. But mm, I'm just gonna set it to the side. But I really did enjoy this film. And that is Gerard Butler's Plane. All right. This next one, this is a shout out to Mike. Uh, he told me to watch it. And this is a, a Shutter exclusive. And this is The Lair. Uh, I believe it came out last year, but I just released it on uh, Shutter. Uh, uh, okay. See, it says released uh, last October of 2022. Let me see when it came out here on on Shutter because I believe it's a new a newer film. It was new to me, or maybe you knows. Who knows? Maybe it was last year. Um, come on. Yeah, I guess it was last year. Well, anyway, all right. Anyway, but anyway, this it was new to me, and uh, Mike told me to watch it, and I did. And this is a film called The Lair. Uh, again, if you have AMC Plus, it's on there because Shutter's on there. It's a Shutter exclusive. When Royal Air Force pilot Lieutenant Kate Sinclair is shot down over Afghanistan, she finds refuge in an abandoned underground bunker where deadly man-made biological weapons, half human, half alien, are awakened. Uh, this is a sci-fi action, slightly horror, if you want to call it that. Uh, this is directed by Neil Marshall, directed by Neil Marshall and Charlotte Kirk. And this stars uh, Charlotte Kirk. Uh, I didn't know she wrote it. Cool. Uh, she played Cat, uh, Captain Kate Sinclair, Jonathan Howard, Jamie Bammer, Leon Akadin, Harry Tansari, Troy Alexander, Mark Steffen, and a bunch of other people you don't even know. I didn't know anybody in this film. But this movie was awesome. Uh, if I would have saw it last year, it would have been on my best of list because this movie was elegant. Uh, Neil Marshall, if you guys seen um, The Descent, uh, Dog Soldiers, and The Reckoning, I liked. I know a lot of people didn't like it. Doomsday, uh, that was a cool film. And uh, he did some other some other stuff. Uh, he was the executive producer of The Descent, too. The Descent being my favorite film that he's directed. Uh, coming in second will be Dog Soldiers. Um, but this movie was hella good. I loved it. Um, it starts off pretty much right right from the get-go and doesn't stop. It's only an hour and 36 minutes, so it flew by. But anyway, so um, uh, this uh, pilot, Captain uh, Kate Sinclair, she's flying over Afghanistan she gets shot down by the, I don't know if it's the Taliban or whatever, but she gets shot down. 
she's trying to uh, seek refuge in this bunker, and because they chase her into it, because they're 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 chasing her on foot, and she has a shootout with them. Uh, she gets in there, kind of goes all the way down this ladder to what's going on. Then she finds out that there's some kind of uh, it was like a Russian bunker, and there was some kind of uh, secret military Russian operation going on down there because there's these big tanks with these like uh, creatures in it. And she doesn't really know what's, what's going on. And those rebels follow her down there and they kind of have a shootout and they shoot one of the containers open. And one of those monsters gets out and then all hell breaks loose. So she eventually escapes uh, those uh, little, little, little refugee soldiers or whatever. They, they end up getting killed. Um, but as she's running to, to to get away from them, she gets um, she gets rescued by these uh, U.S. soldiers that are out there. And then she kind of gets to them and she goes to their little base and she's trying to just tell them what she saw, but they're not believing her. And then all hell breaks loose because those monsters come and attack uh, the U.S. Uh, the little U.S. soldier bunker uh, place that they're all uh, holding up at and. Man, this movie was awesome. Uh, a lot of practical effects. A lot of CGI wasn't the greatest. A lot of shooting in it. Because when those monsters attack, uh, those guys are just firing in every direction. Grenades, things blowing up. All kinds of things blowing up. Uh, the special effects were cool because there was this one guy that got his jaw ripped off. And it's um, it was practical effect. And then when they get one of the aliens and they do an autopsy on it, pulling out all the guts. Uh, and everything, dude. This this movie was hella good. Um, I buy it when it comes out. I want to watch it again. I wasn't expecting much. It was just something I was trying to kill time, uh, and so I just threw it on because Mike told me it was hella good. And man, this movie was hella good. Again, if I'd have watched it last year, it would it would have been on my best of list because I thought this movie was awesome. So if you got Shutter or AMC Plus, definitely check out The Lair if you like these type of uh, action shoot 'em up sci fi slash slightly horror films i thought it was really good and if you're just unless you're just a fan of neil marshall which i am uh definitely check it out and that is the lair all right this next one uh this one came out this year uh, i believe uh, in january and this is megan nope. no can, yeah. i can't remember exactly uh, Megan is a Marvel artificial intelligence, a lifelike doll that is programmed to be the child's greatest companion and the parent's greatest ally. Designed by Gemma, a brilliant ro- robotic robotist, I don't know. Megan that can listen, uh, watch, and learn as she plays the role of a friend, teacher, playman, and protector. When Gemma becomes an un- un- unexpected cre- caretaker of her eight year old niece, she decides to give the girl. Uh, and, and Megan prototype and decision that leads to unimaginable consequences. Directed by Gerald Johnston. And this stars, I believe there was two gals that, that played Megan. There, there was some robotic stuff, but then there was someone that was in the suit running around. Okay. Um, Allison Williams was Gemma. Violet McGraw was Caddy, she was really good. Ronnie Chang was David. Um, the girl that was in the Megan suit when she was running around is Amy Donald. And Jenna Davis did the voice of Megan. Also starring Brian Jordan Alvarez, Gen V Epps, 
uh, Stephen Moten, and then a bunch of other people. All right. Megan, I wanted to see this in the theater, but I saw it on other means. And uh, I enjoyed this film. Eric and I watched it. Um, right now, this is on my best of list because I really liked it. Did this bring anything new to these type of films? Because we have seen these before. Everyone was kind of, oh, this is the new Chucky. This is not the new Chucky. The new Chucky was that remake. But this is pretty much basically the same thing. Someone needs a little friend. It, it was sad. There was I teared up at one part because the, the girl does lose her par- her parents in the beginning. And she's just not having a good time. And then her, her aunt, uh, really young, <laughs> makes robots and everything because she, she's a, 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 a designer at some toy company that makes these. I can't remember what they're called. Furries or something like that. Basically a knockoff uh, Furby type of thing. So they were trying to come up with a, a new design, but then she shows them this. So they, they make the prototype and all of a sudden all hell breaks loose because there's a, a malfunction. So it was, it was something that, that we knew. If you saw Child's Play, the exact same thing. Chucky got uh, a malfunction and then all hell breaks loose. So it was, this was, movie was totally predictable. You knew where it was going to go. I already called the ending when they showed this other thing that was in it. So I was like, it, it was nothing new. There was nothing scary about this. Um, the only thing that was scary about this is when the little girl was sleeping. Cause I was talking to Eric. I was like, man, that would be scary sitting there asleep. And then you open your eyes and there's this doll just sitting there staring at you. Cause it was, it was programmed to learn from, from the little girl and on how they did that basically bonded with her. She, Megan held out her hand and she, uh, touched it. And I guess, it reads uh, your eyes and your touch and everything. And so she's like a learning processor type of thing that was going on inside of her. Basically, this is how Skynet begins and then everything, if this ever happens. <laughs> and so, but um, I just wanted to see how she was going to start killing everyone. And they do. I'm watching the trailer right now. They're showing way too much in this, <laughs> but it was pretty good. I was surprised. I mean, like I said, I knew, I called the whole movie before I even seen it, so I knew which way it was gonna go, and and it did. But I I enjoyed it. I'll I'll give it to the young little gal uh, that played um, Caddy, Violet McGraw. I thought she was really good. She sold her performance, especially when she was sad. Uh, that that part got me. And uh, the little gal that was inside Megan. Again, I'm sure there was robotics when it was just sitting there, but when it was up and moving around, I thought it was really cool. The uh, practical effects were, were were pretty awesome. There was some CGI in it, but I liked this film. I thought it was good. I, th- I believe it's still in the theaters now, so if you guys, uh, if I'm selling it to you and you want to see it, okay, they label it right here, horror, horror sci-fi thriller. Sci-fi thriller, yes. Horror, just a little teeny pinch of it. She does look creepy because she just doesn't have those facial expressions when she's uh, talking to you. So, but it was really cool, but it, it made me think of like, uh, you know, Alexa and all. I don't have Alexa in my house, so I can say her name and nothing. She's not going to buy me dildos and all kinds of stuff, but I kind of have that thing. I'm like, I don't know. That's a little too much. I mean, our our computers, our phones, yes, they are listening to us. But 
I don't know. I mean, when when it gets in, and like this technology right now, could they have a little Android? If you watch all these videos, they're they are creating things like this. But this I little doll, your phone. What? I put a tracer on your phone. Of course. I know your location. Everyone. That's why I don't do that shit. I mean, everyone thinks I don't want to know where. I don't want them to know where I'm at. You got a cell phone in your pocket? They know where you're at. Anyway, um, so. They were they were selling this little doll when when they were gonna mass produce it for ten thousand dollars. I was like, who the hell would buy this? Probably obviously some TikTokers that get tons and tons of money would buy one just for the to to film it or whatever. I don't know. I don't think I could drop ten grand on something like this, even if I had it. <laughs> but um, but overall, Megan, I did enjoy the whole film. It, it made me laugh a lot. But I I, I watched it for. The performance, mainly the performance of uh, the, the little gal and the the gal that was inside the Megan uh, robot thing. So I thought it was really cool. I really enjoyed this film. When it comes out on Blu-ray, of course I'm buying this film. I liked it. Again, this is on my best of right now. Will it stay? Um, I don't know. Uh, if I got if I have to put it on a horror list, probably. But I didn't really think it was a horror movie. But I mean, you know me. They're 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 getting really really loose with horror. Like Nope, that wasn't a horror movie. Get Out wasn't a horror movie. Us, I would all right. I I would say okay with that one. I mean, Jaws, that ain't a horror movie. I don't care what anybody says. But um, yeah, they're getting pretty loose with the word horror and everything. Uh, The Lair, I would give put that in the horror as well. More action sci-fi if anything. But um, they had the monsters and everything and then dismembering and killing everyone. Yeah, I, that's more in, into the horror in this one. But I'm watching the trailer again. Yeah, they're showing not every kill in it, but they're showing a lot in, in this in this trailer. So, I mean, it was it was pretty much you saw where it was going to go. There was no surprises on anything. There's nothing after the credits if you go and see this in the theater. But um, if you like these type of films, I mean, again, we ha- we've we seen this before. If you've seen Child's Play or mainly the Child's Play um, remake, basically the same film. But I did enjoy that. I loved the Child's Play remake. I know a lot of people hated it. Now, hashtag not my Chucky, hashtag not my Chucky too. But man, it was an awesome film. But I really love Megan. It's only PG-13. I thought it was rated R, so it didn't go as hard as I wanted it to go. But it was an awesome film. Definitely check it out. Now you're getting my peak up. What the hell did Megan stand for? It stood for... Three game. More robotic something. Um, let me see. Megan. Model 3 Generative Android. That's what it stood for. Okay. Yeah, Megan, everyone, go see it. I don't know what else Gerard Johnson or whoever directed. Something called Housebound, the the New Legends of Monkey. Oh, I don't know, a TV show. I don't know. I assume this is something new. What the hell? Oh, Housebound. Okay, I seen that one. That one was pretty good. It was a little slow. It was a film that came out in a horror comedy horror okay but <laughs> i liked it it was a new zealand film but yeah Je- not Gemma. um megan uh in the theater still if you want to see it if i sold it to you go go check it out um some someone asked me could i take the kids to it 
if they're not going to be scared of these dolls, yeah, I say go for it. I mean, I, if there was an F bomb in it, it might have been like once, uh, one, because I think that's what they limit in the PG 13 ones. But um, it didn't get really, it didn't get too graphic uh, on what was going on. But who knows? Um, if you're okay with your kids watching this type of stuff, go for it. But all right, everyone, before we dive into everything else, I am going to give you my Oscar watch. I only got one film that I got in. I got it in actually this morning. And this is The Fablemans. Drama, coming of age story, two hours and 31 minutes. When I saw that runtime, I was like, oh, come on. Uh, directed by the great Steven Spielberg, young Sammy Fableman falls in love with movies after his parents take him to see the greatest show on earth. Armed with cameras, Sammy starts to make his own films at home, much to the delight of his supportive mother. All right, this stars Gabriel LaBelle, Michelle Williams, Paul Dano, um, Judd Hirsch, um, Alex from Taxi. He played Uncle Boris. Uh, Seth Rogen, uh, Mateo Zorin. He played young Sammy. Neely, Kirsten, uh, Alana Brace, Bertie Bora, Bora, Julia Butters, um, and a bunch of other people. All right. The Favelmans. Were you going to see this one? Maybe. Uh, not in any rush to, but I might. All right, everyone. If this is in a theater, go see it because this movie was awesome. Uh, it's borderline that I might pick this for best picture. Um, but I do love that everything, everywhere, all at once. I was not expecting this to be good. I mean, I, I knew it was going to be cool because Steven Spielberg directed. Are all of his movies good? No. But, man, I was shocked. And I believe this is loosely based on Steven Spielberg's life. There is some references to movies that he makes throughout his career. Uh, it's just kind of little jabs, nothing like he, he makes a World War II movie when, when he's a kid and everything, and uh, he makes a, an adventure type of film. Um, but, man, I was I was really, really surprised on, on, on this film. Um, the kid, uh, Gabriel LaBelle, he played Sammy, Sammy Fableman, the, the older one. He was really good. I, I was all in on, on his character. I didn't know Seth Rogen was in this. Uh, Michelle Williams, she's a big part of the film, uh, being uh, Mitzi Fableman. And Paul Dano being his dad, Bert. Uh, Paul Dano's good in everything. Michelle Williams, she's hit and miss for me. So, but, man, again, this this little kid, man, he's, he's calm a kid because he's younger than me. He was, I was all in on his performance. I believe this won some uh, Golden Globes as well. I'm not really sure what for what. I see pictures here and Steven Spielberg's holding one. But man, this was a really, really good film. I'm kicking myself I didn't see it in the theater. It's not playing in where I'm at anyway. So I don't think it, uh, if it did, um, I don't know uh, if it did or not. I'm pretty sure it didn't. But Michelle Williams, man, she, she's a big part of this film as well. Um, yeah, so the story is just basically a coming of age from when he's a kid, when he gets his first camera and starts making uh, movies with his family. And then when he gets older, starts making uh, movies with his friends. Uh, what's his name is in this? Um, Cheese. 
uh, from Reser- Reservation Dogs. Uh, I remember seeing pictures of him and all kinds of stuff, and then there was a picture of him with uh, Steven Spielberg, and I was like, what the hell's Cheese doing with Steven Spielberg? He's in this film. Lane uh, Factor. Shout out to him. He plays a, a guy named Dean. Uh, he's only in it when they're when they're younger, uh, when they're he's like one of the Boy Scouts or or whatever they were, some kind of scout. But man, this movie was good. It was really good. Kept my attention the whole time because again, when I saw the runtime, I was like, oh man, am I gonna just be bored with this? Nah, I was in from beginning to end, um, and I was really really uh, happy that that I watched this film. There's something that happens at the very, very end of the film, nothing during the credits, that made me laugh and put a big smile on my face. And I was like, damn, this was a good movie. I won't tell you what that is. Nothing big, but it, it was something that was awesome. So shout out to Steven Spielberg. But The Fablemans, if you if it's playing in your area and you just like Steven Spielberg and these type of films, um, I say go see it. I want to go see this on the big screen. Um because it was, I just loved what was going on. I mean, a lot of it takes place inside his house and school and all that. But when he's outside, when they go camping and when when he's at school and they're doing other things, or when he's making his films with his buddies, um, I, I was really all in board. There's other things that go on in in the story dealing with it with his parents, uh, with his dad, and, and his jobs. Uh, I believe I can't remember where they were in the beginning, but they had to move to Arizona, and I think they eventually moved to California. Uh, and everything, but I just I was really really into this film. Again, it was a total shocker. I didn't really know nothing of it, and I didn't know who this young kid was. But man, he he gave an awesome performance. And if this wins Best Picture and Steven Spielberg wins Best Director, I do want those other guys to win. Steven Spielberg's already got one, and these these, these other two guys they're they're young and up and comers. So, um. If they win for everything, everywhere, all at once, cool. And if that wins Best Picture, awesome. That's my number one choice. But if I have to pick another film, I'm going to pick The Fablemans. Right now, I, st- I believe I still got like four more films to watch. But, man, this movie was really, really good. I highly recommend it. It's PG-13. If I would have saw this last year when it came out, it would have definitely been on my list. And I'm kicking myself that I didn't see it. Last year, because it came out close to the end, it came out in November. Oh man, it, this this would have been on my list. I wasn't really hearing much of it. I wasn't hearing people talking about it. Well, on on the pods that I listened to, so I, I just didn't. I didn't really rush out to to even look in to see what it was about. Again, only because I'm doing this Oscar watch is the reason I watched it. But man, this was an awesome, awesome film. I can't highly recommend it enough. Everyone go see it if you like these type of films or you just love Steven Spielberg or if you're a fan of Michelle Williams. Uh, again, she's in it a lot. So she she does do a, a good performance. The only thing that bugged me, I hated her hair in it. <laughs> I just did not like her hairstyle. It just, it just bugged me the whole time. Except for Seth Rogen, too. I'm used to the old wild pot smoking looking dude. He was all clean cut in this, but he was still good in it. But again, shout out to Gabriel LaBelle. He did an awesome performance in this film, and I hope this kid goes on to do more and better and better stuff. But The Fablemans, highly, highly recommended. Go uh, support uh, Steven Spielberg with this film because it was awesome. Uh, again, I got four more films on the Oscar watch. Avatar, uh, The Triangle of Sadness, The Banshees of whatever, and Women Talking. Those are the ones 
that I need to see. Uh, right now, again, every everything everywhere all at once is leading the charge. Then I will go the Fablemans. Then I will go Maverick. Uh, all Quiet on the Western Front, and then Elvis. If I see Avatar, I'm, uh, that's going to be the last one I watch. Everyone, yes, I'm going to go see it in the theater. If it's still playing in IMAX, I'll shell out the money to see it. But I'm not really excited about that one at all. But who knows? Maybe my mind will change uh, after I see it. But yeah, everyone, the Fablemans, check it, check it out. Put that. Where are we? I don't even know where we're at now. The week in sports, even though we touched on it at the beginning. I had uh, Super Bowl. That's all I know. For me, uh, NBA season, obviously still going. We haven't made it to the All-Star break yet. Uh, Steph's out injured. Um, since then, uh, we're just up and down. It's just the, the nature of the team right now. It's annoying to watch uh, sometimes just as a diehard fan of the Warriors. Uh, it's just frustrating because the team shows such – talent and then they do head shaking things they do it to themselves with the turnovers and uh, it's just frustrating especially these last two um, lost to the Lakers here uh, Saturday yesterday and then uh, the game before that the Portland Trailblazers game very winnable game and that's when it's just a shame when it's like it's one thing if it's like you're clearly outmatched or they outshoot you or whatever, but it's when you do it to yourself with these turnovers, it just, just annoys me just because it's like they really just do it to themselves. So it's super frustrating. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to All-Star, even though uh, Steph is going to miss the game. He will be reevaluated after, and I'm sure even then it'll be another couple weeks till he actually returns, so... I don't know. Something's got to happen. The trade deadline, though, it did happen. And um, in an interesting, wild series of moves. So to lay it down for you, we traded James Wiseman to the Detroit Pistons, which is, I guess, foreseeable, but also sad because he was the second pick of the draft. We spent such a high pick on him. It just didn't work out. That was the same draft with, uh, well, Anthony Edwards went first, so we didn't have a chance at him, but LaMelo Wall went third. And uh, turns out that might have been the pick to go with, obviously. Um, We basically just got rid of Wiseman just to get the money off the books and uh, save a little. So we send Wiseman to Detroit. And I thought we were getting Sadiq Bay back. I really like Sadiq Bay, and I thought that would have been a great pickup. But instead, we send him to Atlanta for five second-round picks. We took those five second-round picks and sent them to Portland for the return of Gary Payton the second. So it was great to have Gary Payton back, and they shouldn't have let him go in the first place. But um, he's back now, and I'm glad he's back. Uh, except for the trade almost got completely voided because it turns out uh, even though he just recently returned to play for Portland, when the Warriors did the physical on him, 
he didn't pass the physical, and it turns out uh, he might need to miss some time. So the Warriors uh, are accusing the Blazers of fraud here, and uh, the Blazers are like, no, like, he's fine, or we didn't do anything wrong. And now the Warriors are like, well, I guess we still want to make the trade, but, like, the Blazers should owe us something for not disclosing the injury. So I guess that's where we end up because uh, today was the deadline for the, – it was in the Warriors' court what uh, what they were going to do. Uh, everything would have flipped back. Like Wiseman would have been come back to the Warriors. Sadiq Bey would have gone back to the Pistons. The Picks would have gone back to the Hawks. So – uh, it would have undone everything, but Warriors decided to keep Gary Payton. But uh, it looks like uh, he might be out a couple of months too to rehab whatever else he's got going on with this abdominal issue. So uh, it's great to have him back. And uh, it, the trade obviously was for this year, but it's not just for this year. He's also on under contract for the next two years. So it's good to have GP back. Uh, he was a, a great part of the championship team last year, so it's great to have him back. And we got Wiseman off the books, so sad it didn't work out with him. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. And now uh, it's buyout market season. We'll see if we can get, like, a Kevin Love or, or something like that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I was hoping maybe uh, uh, for uh, – Terrence Ross, but it sounds like he's going to sign with the uh, Suns, who got KD, the now the new favorites in the West. Uh, they got an amazing top four in Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton. They get a little slim after that, obviously picking up. Uh, I think Terrence Ross is a great pickup for them. So, uh, for them, I think it all comes down to health. If those four guys are going to be healthy, then they'll be good. But that's the problem. Um, Chris Paul has always dealt with injury. Kevin Durant's been dealing with injury for years now. Uh, Devin Booker is just coming off an of injury. Aiton's a big guy. So if they're healthy, though, they are the team to beat now. But uh, I think the funniest part in all of this is one of the up-and-coming teams in the league, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, who's kind of turned into the villain of the league because the way they're so overconfident and the way they talk. Uh, John Morant, a couple weeks ago, he did an interview where he said he was good in the West. And since that time, pretty much every team in the West, including the Warriors, has beaten the Grizzlies. The Lakers beat the Grizzlies. Everybody in the West is beaten up on the, the Grizzlies now since John Morant said they were good in the West. And then the funniest part was on uh, trade deadline day when everything went crazy, Kyrie Irving to the Mavs and everything. Um, the the uh, New Orleans Pelicans point guard, C.J. McCollum, tweeted out, uh, this is all because Jaw said he was good in the West. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, I'm loving the season. Uh, football season's past us now. And, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, NBA is always my number one anyway. So uh, I'm hoping they offer up a free rest of the year league pass. I went on a six, seven mile run to get my first half of the year pass. I'm, I'm like, uh, what? Oh, I think it's 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 up now. I think it expired yesterday. I think 
the 11th was my last day on league pass. So uh, I'm kind of sad that uh, I haven't heard uh, anybody offer up. At the start of the season, it was like all these things like sign up for DraftKings and you get half a year. And and then all of a sudden Yahoo Sports had it. And I did the run Nike club. And I, I that's how I got my first half of the year. So I don't know. We'll see. But yeah. No no other sports for you? Nope. This is Super Bowl. All right. Uh, I guess that brings us to uh, Oh, I forgot to me- I mentioned because I was going to say actually before weekend sports I mentioned in the rundown uh video games including Hogwarts Legacy, a uh, new PlayStation 5 game I picked up. Um this was kind of an interesting case, and this was a big hyped game, TV commercials, big run up to it, all the previews and and everything like that. And I wasn't that I do I didn't follow it that much. And then like it came down to it and I saw the good reviews. And then it came down to release day and I was like, all right, let me let me let me see about picking this up. So I went to the local target to pick it up. They didn't have it. Electronics told me they didn't have it. And then, short side story, uh, I saw they had um, Mantis from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, their exclusive. And I went to try check that out at the checkout, and it wouldn't ring up. It was register locked. Can't sell it till April 10th. So I was like, weak. But, uh, it's, out, it's out on the shelves? It's out on the shelf. They had 20 of them. Out on the shelf. What's the point of putting them out if you can't sell them? Yeah, I know. I was like, well, there's 20 more of them out there. <laughs> so, anyways, um, went to work and then um, went to the break room to grab a drink and quickly just checked the phone to see if there's anything there. Just out of curiosity, I jumped on the Target app, which I was on that morning, and it said that they didn't have Hogwarts Legacy. They said they had a copy. So I ordered it online for pickup. So I picked it up and uh, after work, got home to play it. And I got to say, pleasantly surprised. I mean, I guess I better be considering, uh, you know, the the cost of uh, games these days. I did get a $10 gift card through Target for, for getting it through them. So a little bonus there. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty impressed. Um the only thing I guess I got to say is uh, the whole everything surrounding Potter and the wizarding world is all kind of clouded by uh, the transphobia of J.K. Rowling, the creator. Um, what's interesting, though, is how Warner Brothers and all the people that uh, are involved on, on the creative side now like try to distance themselves from her. And one thing I found interesting as far as this game goes is very early in the game because it's kind of cool. It's set before um, Potter takes place. It doesn't it doesn't have like a real real time frame, but it feels like maybe even before um, the Fantastic Beast movies take place, which I think is around the 20s or something like that. But um, it feels maybe like right before that. But, you know, I don't know. Wizard stuff's kind of timeless anyway. So 
guess it doesn't matter that much when the time period is, but it's, it, they do a really good job of recreating the world, the castle and everything's interactive. And I w- was really impressed that like the presentation and the, the vibe, like they really nail it while making it its own thing. So I was really impressed by that. And then like I was mentioning just a second ago, uh, very early on in the game, um, there's a character who runs the uh, Three Broomsticks Tavern, and they're trans. So I heard that that that's what what they did, and they're trying to <laughs> kind of strike back at uh, these statements that she's made and continues to stand by about uh, being anti-trans. So. Anyways, a few hours into it, and yeah, I feel like it's really well done as far as like the storyline and the voice acting and the actual gameplay and the missions and just the world, like the castle is just so detailed and deep and it's a big map and you get sorted into your house and it's... You have classes and you go to Hogsmeade and they have all the stores and it's a whole, it's a whole world. (laughs) So, and yeah, it's like a, it's a cool story. Like that's what I was wondering about. Like, and yeah, the story is actually really cool. It keeps you wanting to push the main story forward. All right. I'm looking at starwarsnews.net and I don't see anything new. It's just all Mandalorian. Get ready, Bad Batch. Yeah, get ready for Mando. Bad Buckle Batch. up. Buckle Bad up. Batch had a two-episode drop this week because it was uh, a story arc, so they were related. So they didn't make you wait uh, to finish the story. So it was a two-parter. Did Visions already start? The second season? Visions did not start. Visions is. Uh, a Star Wars Day special. May the Fourth be with you, for visions. I see a Wookiee with a lightsaber. That's that's Bad Batch. Oh, it says here Star Wars Visions returns. Oh, and the Bad Batch season two recap. All right, cool. All right, I still need to start Bad Batch. But uh, as far as anything new, Star Wars related, nothing, nothing much about the Acolyte left yet. So we'll see. Oh, excited for that. <clears throat> really excited. I, don't, I don't see much on here. But yeah, Honestly. you know, um, the Wookiee, um, he was, uh, yeah, Gunji. He was uh, also in Clone Wars. Yeah, it's a continued character. It's a character from when uh, Ahsoka took a group of younglings to Ilum to get their lightsaber crystal. Gunji the Wookiee was one of them. So it's cool. They took a character from uh, Clone Wars era and they put him in his batch. A little Wookiee. Not even still growing. Right. I'm just looking at pictures. He's still little. Little Wookiee. I thought that was an Ewok. That's another Wookiee. I see three of them standing there, and one in the middle looks really short with like a cloak on and uh, some kind of staff. Um, 
was, yeah, all right. This is just going to be audio clip for you guys to listen to, but it's funny. Obviously fake. Uh, th- this guy's disappointment with the, the Eagles loss. <laughs> all right. He threw his drink at the TV. He's punching it. Took off his Eagles jacket. Yelling at everyone. There's a TV on top of a mantle. Hitting it again. Pulls the TV off. Steps on it. Dumb. <laughs> All right. That was it. Obviously, I, you can tell what's real and what's what's fake. I mean, there's plenty, plenty of... Uh, Videos out there, people mad, punching their TVs and and all that. But it's just funny. I mean, (laughs) yes, I'm sure Eagles fans are mad. I sent you a a clip. (laughs) I was like, what is it? For a minute, I thought it was real. And then I was like, no, wait a minute. This is the last of us. (laughs) Can't can't remember what the caption said. Something about Eagles fans. This is going on right now. and Everyone's running wild in the streets. If you watch The Last of Us, it's the when the, everything started to go haywire and everyone's running around the street. And Mando and his brother. That was his brother? Is that who it was? Yeah. Dri- oh. Driving down driving down the road uh, with their daughter in the back. But, yeah, I mean, again, those videos are going to come. Obviously, will there be fight? Was there fights at that game? Probably. And I'm sure those videos will come as well. Check uh, Twitter and uh, TikTok and all that, but yeah, um, Star Wars. I'm I really need to get in this Bad Batch. You need what were those two episodes I needed to watch on Clone Wars before I started this? The first two episodes of the final season of Clone Wars. Okay, and that deals with the Bad Batch and then rolls into yes. this, right? Okay. Right. All right, everyone, that's it for Star Wars collecting. Uh, I do have some stuff this week. Uh, let me kick it off. We're getting late. Theo's got our Theo. Disease has got to go to bed, so we're going to rush through the end of this. All right. When I was up in uh, Eureka, I stopped at uh, we we stopped at Target, and I got uh, Mona Lisa, uh, Funko Pop, yeah. Parks and Recreation. It's the 2022 Fall Convention Limited Edition. Money, please. If you guys know who Mona Lisa is. Uh, She's my sister, my twin sister from the same mister. <laughs> She's the worst. Uh, total <laughs> flea bag or whatever the hell he said. But I love watching. Uh, I love Mona Lisa. The main reason I bought it. Uh, Mailer, uh, my main character favorite on the show, April Ludgate. Reaction. I didn't know Reaction did these, uh, these, uh, these, these action figures. I need to get Ron Swanson. And I know they had Burt Macklin, but I... I just got this and $17 for these figures. I remember when action figures were only like four bucks, but times yeah. have changed from the 80s. It's got, um, what was our three legged dog's name? Champ. Was that his name? I think so. Yeah, I think it was called Champ. So, yeah, I got that figure of April, uh, the Mona Lisa. Um, let's put these back in the bag, get them out of the way. The next one, we swung into uh, Hot Topic. Shout out to the whole gang over there. Um, picked up something for Renee. I'll give that to her later. Uh, I got three of the Funko Gold 
Uh, run DMC. Run DMC run. Rev, Rev run. And DMC. And the great and late Jam Master J. I love these these things. Um, they were on sale. I was the reason I got all three of them. So I'm glad I did. I don't have any of these little uh, gold figures. I remember seeing them all when I was down in uh, Funko Hollywood. I did see one the other day at Walmart Ice Cube. I want to go get that one. But I'm glad that I got all three of these all at once so I can... Uh, I'm thinking, should I take them out and just have them up? I don't know. We'll see. But I'm glad I got these three. I love the sculpts. They got their uh, signature Adidas. No laces. The fat gold chains and all that. But, all right. Let me set these aside. Oh, I got something else that I got at uh, Hot Topic. But we'll get to that in a second. It'll be an exclusive for you guys. Oh, uh, the Zisu got me... Um, the Funko Soda, Flash Gordon. So if you guys watched that video that we did on uh, TikTok, I know we should have did more, but I just things got going and we we're having a good time. But uh, hold on. Shout out to everyone that watched that video. Thank you so much. This next one, shout out to my girl Rachel. She hooked me up with this. The Hot Topic exclusive, the Frankenstein, uh, the monster, not Dr. Frankenstein. And the bride, it's the uh, black and white um, Universal Monsters line, the two pack. Come on, guys, make a creature, please. Because uh, yeah. the ones you guys, the ones you already put out, I don't have, and I'm not paying the price for those. But shout out to the Zisu here for getting me the the Freddy uh, creature version one. But this is cool. I really love uh, Universal Monsters, and this is the one. That I just had to have, so I have it in my collection. Again, shout out to Rachel. Thank you so much. But all right, um, I'm gonna film this as well, so I'll throw it on TikTok. Sorry that I look ah, oh, um, sorry that I look a mess. I'm just didn't feel like doing anything, so I got the scruffy beard and everything. I'm trying to get this camera set up so it'll be um a video as well. But all right. I'm going to be talking still, but I'm going to be looking at the camera, and I will put this on TikTok as well. All right, let me get this video going. Yo, what's up, everyone? Nez here with another um, unpackaging of uh, the Funko Soda. This is the figure I picked up at, uh, I guess it's a Hot Topic exclusive, the HT Expo 2022, and this is Two-Face. Um, if you watched my last video we did, when I was up with the, the Zisu, well, I hope we're chasing the chase. So let me unwrap this. And I like the sculpt. It's really cool. There is a chase. I'm not sure if it's metallic or whatever they do. They don't do much with these. But let me get this. Oh, man, this one's. I hear it. Yeah, this one's hard to open. All right, I got it open. I am not going to look at the coin on the bottom. I'm going to, because the last video you saw, I saw the coin and we knew it wasn't a chase. So let's see what this one is. Um, all right, I said it was metallic, and I don't know if this is the chase or not, but this looks metallic and 
I'm getting the coin now, and you are seeing it. We have the chase wow. <laughs> for this. You found a chase. <laughs> for, uh, well, we didn't get one with the Flash Gordon one, but we got one with this. So awesome. Um, recording this for you guys for TikTok and everything as well. You see the microphone here. We are recording this for the episode as well, so you can hear it uh, in the regular episode too. So that's awesome. Again, you guys could see this. Uh, sorry about the glare. You found the chase. This is what, um, what was his name? Uh, not Two Face, but uh, Harvey Dent. Um, this is, this is the one. This is cool, man. Um, I'm just excited <laughs> because it's a chase, and uh, we we hit it with the the Zisu and the big, was it three liter soda or whatever whatever that one was. As well as that bunny one that we got. I don't even know what that bunny was from, but right on. That's uh, we're doing pretty good, man. We again. We, what was that? I'm sorry. You you guys can't. You can hear. Yeah, the Zisu just said we're on a roll. You're hearing it audio wise, but video you can't. But again, here's the uh, the can. Uh, it is a chase, and here is the figure. You can it's with the light. You can see the. The metallic looking glare. I don't want to get too close because it goes out of focus. But this is it, everyone. I got the chase here live on the show as well as here video wise for TikTok. So with that, everyone, come back next time for another unpackaging, unboxing or whatever. Uh, I do have a uh, Skate Society unboxing. I will do that one, but I will let me shave off this rough and change this dirty shirt I had on for a few days <laughs> so you can see how greasy my hair looks so sorry it looks so bad everyone but if you know me you know how I look and this is this is my style but again we got the chase awesome live on the episode and yeah so with that everyone be safe we'll come back for more and party on yay that was for the end of the video not the end of the episode everybody but yeah awesome man Wow. Oh, cool. I'm glad I saved it and I'm glad I recorded it a uh, video. Right. <laughs> so this is sweet, Good man. Time. I meant I meant to do this when we were there, but we did the um the uh the Flash Gordon one. Yeah. But sweet. Um shout out uh, again to everyone at uh, Hot Topic, Rachel, uh Sam and ooh, I cannot remember the other young gal that was there, but if you're listening, thank you. Party, awesome. Um, I'll have to find the somewhere to put this, but sweet, dude. That's why I didn't want to look at the coin because if you do look at the yep. coin first, you can tell. Yeah. Oh, you won. You're you're a winner or you're a loser. That's why I didn't. Yep. I didn't. The coin for those you don't really know that the soda cans. The coin is at the very bottom, and the figure. If you you obviously will see in the video of me opening it, so I didn't know. And once I looked at it. I saw the metallic version, so awesome. I almost didn't buy it. I just remember looking over to my left and seeing it there and like, eh, okay. I saw the Flash Gordon one, but then this was the the front one, too. I just grabbed it and threw it, and I said, I'll take this, too. So awesome. Glad I got it. And as far as collecting, that is it. I still even haven't tackled the box you gave me, but... Um, oh, uh, really quick, uh, 
Blu-ray wise, uh, let me put these to the side. I I picked up uh, when I was at um up in Eureka, FYE. I got the uh, George A. Romero's uh, Day of the Dead, uh, the third film in his Dead trilogy, the Scream Factory edition. Awesome film. Check it out. Uh, this one came out, I think, a couple weeks ago. This is a Best Buy exclusive. It's a limited edition Blu-ray and digital uh, code. The Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Uh, this is probably my second favorite in the, the Friday the 13th series. This is the Steelbook that came out. Do I need it? No, because I do have that big Scream Factory box set. But... I'm a Friday 13th fan. I'm a, I'm a Friday 13th <laughs> fan. I, mean, I have to. Uh, this next one I got, also a Best Buy exclusive. This is the 4K uh, Ultra HD edition of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yay. This is the, there's two versions. There's a one with, with Sherry and all them on it. And this is the one with uh, Namor, Submariner. And, uh, what is it called? Halicon. Yeah, that one. Um, this was, I think, the, I, the sta- at the stand when I got it, they, this was the only one there. But then I, when I walked over and looked at the, uh, oh, man, it's loose in here. I walked over and looked at the, um, where the other ones are, and there was, oh, okay, good. There was uh, one more over there. So if you're wanting this, you better hurry and go to the Reno Best Buy because that's the only one that I saw left. This is the one you you ordered, right? That's right. Um, I was definitely conflicted because it's like the name of the movie is Wakanda, so you kind of want to get the Wakanda version. But as far as artwork goes, I thought the Talicon version was a lot cooler, so decided to go with that one. <laughs> yeah, that was the only reason I got it. I did like him. I thought his character was cool. But I love the whole the Aztec looking designs uh, of what's going on on this one. So, but yeah, yep. and done done by a uh, artist too of descent. So yeah, and the the we'll avatar looking people. That's all I saw when I saw when they were all blue and everything. But right. all right, everyone, we gotta wrap this up. What else? What did you get? Or did you go? Uh, I don't remember. My cool pickup was something I didn't know was something that I wasn't supposed to have yet. Because like I said, I, it was funny. I found out on the day uh, Friday that um, when I saw that Mantis locally at the Target, they wouldn't sell it to me. Well, it just so happened that online for Hot Topic, uh, I had seen a whole bunch of the Guardians of the Galaxy were available online so i put in an order for just uh three of them now i wish i would have ordered the whole wave but i ordered uh craglin adam warlock and groot uh but yeah now i'm wishing i would have uh got the whole wave because when i went to pick them up at the store the other day um they came in boxes that said that they weren't supposed to be on the shelves uh, it says stop do not put on shelves till April 10th, 2023. So, uh, cool that I did get them uh, a little early, but I wish I would have known that they weren't supposed to be out and I would have ordered the rest of the wave. But uh, since I ordered these, they've taken them all down off the website. 
So uh, they obviously just had a little bit of a mix up at the warehouse and uh, let these go. So, but it was cool. I have them a few months early. <laughs> I'm here. I just muted my mic really quick. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah, cool. Craglin, Adam Morlock, and the new version of Groot. But yeah, um, the rest of the wave, which I didn't get, Star-Lord, Rocket, Drax, Nebula, Mantis, Cosmo, and Baby Rocket. All righty. Got those to look forward to, but... Anyways, uh, random recommendation time? Yes. Sorry, I'm going to start over movies. This is on YouTube Premium or whatever it's called, or if you have uh, Amazon Prime. This is, the, I think I've already did suggested this one. This was years ago. Um, 1987's The Principal. New principal yeah. and a drug-infested high school joins with a security guard to clean it up. Oh, okay, it's a good synopsis i guess uh stars uh jim belushi academy award winner lou gossett jr michael wright radon chong frank dizzy and jj cohen and a bunch of other people and some of my friends because this was filmed in oakland california where i grew up uh the school is called brandell but it's like a some kind of senior center or something now i can't i can't remember exactly what it is but i love this film uh I haven't seen it in a while, so I watched it the other day. And um, I've seen it a ton of times in the theater. But if you guys have not seen this film, definitely check it out. It's directed by Christopher Kane. And, yeah, it was an awesome film. Jeez, the budget was $11 million and a box office $19.7 million. Okay, well, that was some of my money because I saw this a few times in the theater. But this is an awesome film. If you guys haven't heard of it or never seen it and want to watch it again you have youtube or youtube premium or uh, amazon prime it's on there and check out 1987's the principal cool, cool all right uh i'm gonna go with one that i have mentioned on the show but it's been a long time i don't think i ever mentioned it as a random recommendation but uh maybe i have who knows um, maybe a long time ago uh 2015's heist um Pretty simple title for the film. Uh, after a failed attempt to rob a casino owned by a gangster, two men hijack a bus full of people with mobsters and cops in hot pursuit. Uh, this mainly stars uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh, has a little bit of Robert De Niro, Kate Bosworth, Mark Paul Gossler, uh, uh, Morris Chestnut, and Batista. So I was uh, looking for something from Batista's catalog since we were talking about uh, Knock at the Cabin earlier. Um, obviously, this was uh, a little while back, the year after uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Drax. So, but uh, yeah, I love this film. Uh, I mean, Heist, pretty simple name. Feels like it could be the name of a million movies. But uh, this one's pretty good. Did you ever end up getting to see this one? I know we talked about it a long time ago. No, I was scrolling around the other night and I, I went by it, but I didn't. I didn't watch it. I do want to see it though. It's good. Yeah, recommended. <laughs> Alrighty. All right. Uh, 
song recommendation. This is a track that was released in 1982, and the only reason I'm picking it um, is because of one of the Super Bowl commercials. I think it was a T-Mobile commercial, and they used uh, Men Without Hats, the song The Safety Dance. Safety Dance. Uh, It was from the album Rhythm of Youth. I've always loved this song, even the first time I saw it. Uh, the video on MTV when MTV showed videos uh, way back in the day. And I always thought it was a catchy song. There is a radio version, and then there's the the real version from the album that's a little bit longer. I like the longer version better, but it is a cool song. The video is cool. I like it. Everyone just dancing, having a good time. Um, and it was dealing more with of uh, like dance crazes at the time. There was the safety dance. This is a song where you can dance and have free and have a good time instead of slamming into each other and everything else. <laughs> so that's what that, that's why that was the meaning of uh, the safety dance. Um, uh, it says uh, the safety dance is a protest, a protest against bouncers prohibiting dancers from pogoing in the 1980s. The new wave music in the clubs when disco was declining and the new wave is coming. Unlike disco dancing, which is done with partners, new wave dancing was done individually and involves holding the torso. Uh, Red wild thrashing about pogoing involves jumping up and down and all this, <laughs> a.k.a. slam dancing. But yeah, this is, uh, I love this song. It's, it's really catchy. I'm not sure if Men Without Hats had any other hits. This is the only one that I really remember the most of uh, during that era. And I still listen to the song today. And when it, when it came on during that T-Mobile commercial, I was like, right on. I haven't heard this song in a while, so it made me uh, pump it up. So I'm going to bring it to you guys. Yeah, 1982's Men Without Hats, The Safety Dance. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with something inspired by uh, the halftime performer, Rihanna. But this was a, a, a guest track she starred on. This was uh, 2017's uh, Lemon, the track off uh, NERD's album, No One Ever Really Dies. Uh, yeah, she has a, a verse on it. You know, she's not doing her just normal singing things. She actually has a, a hip hop verse. Uh, and lemon so uh, i was reminded just because uh apple music not surprisingly uh put out like a whole essentials thing the halftime was like sponsored by them so they have like a rihanna essentials and uh, yeah they put lemon on it so check it out (laughs) all right everyone that is going to be it this episode almost two and a half hours plus the, these guys got to go to bed got to work in the morning so do i but i'm gonna leave as early as him but uh yeah everyone thank you so much for listening this is episode 280 definitely uh check out everything if you're new to the show welcome thank you so much everyone that's involved everyone that's a part of the e-society we love you all thank you so much uh Check us out on Facebook. Just search East Society Podcast or the Magnus Podcast. Either or. It's part of the network as well. Uh, listen to everything over on Anchor. We did drop uh, uh, in the in the car edition. I can't remember what kind of car you had. We said it in the episode. It, we, we broke it up into like a few different little segments. And then we recorded one to talk about my flat tire and everything. But um, shout out to everyone who listened to that. Uh, go to YouTube. Uh, watch everything we got there. We'll put more on there. Shoot on over to T Public, pick up an E Society or a Magnus t shirt. All this stuff, links are down in the, in the 
the the show notes below. Speaking of that, send the show notes over before I forget. Okay. Uh, Twitter, follow E Society Pod at Magnez Pod at Theo Zisu. Instagram, E Society Podcast at the Zisu at Magnez Pod. Follow Taylor and I's Blu ray pages at Blu ray Nez at Blu ray Taylor. Follow us on TikTok, E Society Pod. And shout out to Mixlaw Beat Productions for our intro and outro music. Been with us for a long, long time. Uh, definitely a part of the E-Society and shoot on over to his website www.mixlawproduction.com for everything you need there um, he was graceful enough to let us use uh, his music for our intro and outro so always got to give him some love and uh, everyone else um, yeah we're gonna we'll be back with more uh, shout out thank you for listening to everything the, the aliens the Zisu and, and Eric's little wrap up of uh, The Last of Us they're going to do more I'm not going to get on yet because I'm, I'm only one episode in so it's going to be their their gig for, for a little while so uh, go let, listen to all those and everything So, but with that everyone please be safe out there come back again next week for more uh, more of my Oscar watch hopefully I'll get uh, the last four films in before next week because um, I don't even know when the Oscars is but anyway uh, with that be safe out there come back again uh, we love you all and party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time. Have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, E Society. Because your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance, well, they're no friends of mine. <laughs>